How's it going, everyone? Welcome to the first episode in a new Christmas tradition that we will be having on this channel called 12 Days of Pugs, in which every single day, I kind of made this too early, so it's going to be a couple days after Christmas too, but every single day leading up to and through Christmas, I will give you a compilation of some of the best story times I have had on this channel in the last year. Some of you guys probably know the other Storytime YouTube channel, Scrubby. Goes by Scrubs on that channel. If you don't know, he decided to quit to pursue other things about a year ago at this point. So a lot of his fans are missing his iconic 12 Days of Scrubs series that he posts every single year. So I thought, since I am probably one of the last YouTube Storytime channels that does it the way that Scrubby and I used to do it, or the way I still do it, that I would in fact carry the torch and uh, change 12 days of scrubs to 12 days of hugs. And with that being said, I hope you enjoy. Leave a like on the video, as always, to claim you're free nothing. Sit back, relax, as this is a long one, and let's just jump right into the stories. What's up guys, welcome back to a brand new video. And just for a second, imagine one day, this kid comes into your school with all this fancy stuff, and you're like, wow, okay, that's cool. But this kid just keeps flexing and he's being super annoying about it. But then all of a sudden it's exposed that he actually stole all of this stuff from his mom. Yeah, I'm not even kidding. Uh, this didn't happen to me, but this happened to a subscriber who submitted this story. And that's what I'll be telling today. So sit back, relax, subscribe if you're new. And let's just jump right into this pretty crazy story. This one's going to be a bit, a bit of a longer one. So make sure maybe... Uh, uh, put this on while you're doing something, maybe get something to eat, I don't know, but just get comfortable and let's jump right into it. So we're gonna call the subscriber who submitted this story, Kyle. So anyways, right, there's this kid in Kyle's school who we're gonna call Ben. And this kid, Ben, was always kind of a little bit annoying. He was always a little bit of a jerk. But he's also like an okay, he was an okay dude, I guess. And they all kind of knew him. However, one day, this kid, Ben, came in and he was completely blinged out. He was like bling bling kid from that one show. I think Johnny Test, I think. Yeah, but anyways, he came in, he came in with a fancy golden watch. He had the new iPhone 27X++. I don't even know what it would be, right? And he also, in his backpack, he literally brought a brand new Xbox in his backpack. Like, he didn't even bring any school supplies that day because he, he just had room for the new Xbox or whatever. So he sits down at the lunch table and Kyle and all of his friends are kind of standing around or sitting around there talking about whatever. And he sits down, he goes, ahem, and they all kind of look at him. And then he goes, notice anything different? And Kyle's like, I don't know, dude. Did you get like a haircut or something? And he's like, no. And then he like, he takes out his phone and puts it on the table. And it's like the new iPhone 27 plus or whatever. And they're like, oh, nice new phone. Cool. And then he goes, ahem. And he just puts his like wrist down and shows off his fancy new watch. And, you know, they're like, oh, nice drip, dude. Like, that's cool. He says, oh, that's not, that's only the, the, the start of it. And he takes his backpack and he puts it on the table and he unzips it and there's a brand new Xbox in there. And one of the kids is like, oh, dude, sick. Like, you got an Xbox? Like, did you get all this stuff at once? And he's like, mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, was it your, like, birthday or late Christmas or something? It was, like, the middle of, like, June, so. Or not June, it's during school. It's, like, it was very far away from Christmas, so it was obviously not Christmas. And uh, he's like, no, actually, I recently, uh, I, I recently won the lottery. And they're all like, what? And they immediately don't believe him, but he also has a ton of stuff in front of him. So Loki, they did believe him. And he was just kind of like, yeah, so no, 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 you guys, you don't understand. Like, uh, I was just out in, the, in, in, in a convenience store 
and they had lottery ticket. My mom's like, don't buy it. Like the odds are against you. But I was like, dude, mom, like the odds are always for me. I'm like the luckiest guy ever. And I totally worked for it and I deserve it. So she's like, all right, I'll get you a lottery ticket. And I said, no, mom, I'm going to use my money. So it's more lucky. And I went in there and I gave them the lottery ticket. I literally want a million dollars, guys. You won't believe it. That's why I have all this new cool stuff. I mean, as you guys know from the title, this is a massive lie, but all the kids at the table are like, oh, wait, for real? Like, that's incredible, dude. Like, wow. So Kyle is immediately like, I don't know about that, but okay. I mean, I guess it adds up. I mean, he has all this new cool stuff. And when you, you when the average person wins a lottery, they go ahead and buy like a mega yacht and then go into debt. But uh, yeah, I I guess so, dude. Like, sure. Cool. And uh, yeah, anyways, uh, so he's kind of just like, okay, word. And the spoiled kid is kind of looking around. He's like, kind of like, I think he was kind of expecting like a bigger reaction from all of them. He's like, guys, I won a million dollars. Hello. And they're all kind of just like, yeah, dude, like that's, that's, that's sick, bro. Like, congrats. Like, that's nice. Good work, I guess. Like, okay. And, uh, yeah, the spoiled kid was like, "Mm, okay. Mm -mm." And then he goes around, the spoiled kid gets up and he leaves and goes to another table. And Kyle looks over, and the spoiled kid is literally about to do the exact same routine. He looks over, and the spoiled kid takes out his phone, puts it on the table, says something, puts his watch on the table, says something, takes his backpack, and shows it off. And then he's obviously telling them that he also won the lottery ticket for a million dollars. And the kids at the table are like, damn, like, I didn't know that I was ever going to know someone who would have won more than $10 and a scratcher, dude. Like, that's crazy. And Kyle's like, yeah, I mean, kind of sucks that it's him because he's kind of a jerk, but, like, I guess that's out of our control. I mean, maybe he's just going to blow it all. At this rate, it looks like he's going to blow it all. Yeah, Lo- Kyle says that, like, Loki, he was kind of preying on the downfall of this kid. But turns out he didn't even need to have to pray, right? So, yeah, this kid, Kyle, goes on for an entire week of straight flexing. Because the next day, he comes in, and he sits down at the lunch table. And he has a new watch. Like, I'm not saying that these are, like, uh, Pateks or, like, or Patek. I don't, I don't know. I'm not a watch guy. Or Rolexes or something or that really fancy Robux, Roblox one where you have to pay a whole 10 Robux for it. No, but he comes in with a new watch, and he also puts an iPad down on the table. And he's like, ahem, guys. And uh, yeah, so sure enough, all the other guys are like, yeah, what's up? And he's like, do you like my new iPad? And they're like, yeah, I guess. And Ben's like, I, I guess. I mean, it's the new iPad. It's pretty sick if I ask myself. And they're like, yeah, well, I mean you want a million dollars, this isn't, like, anything crazy. Like, this isn't anything that impressive, I guess. And he's like, ew, uh, guys, it was super impressive that I won a million dollars. Like, that took a lot of hard work and a lot of skill. That took a lot of grinding every single day. I woke up at 6 a.m. every single day and read the uh, the Constitution by Candela. I'm just gonna add that part in. But guys, like, I worked really hard. Can you just, like, appreciate it for once, dude? And Kyle's like, like, bro, like, this is cool that you won the lottery or whatever, but we're not going to congratulate you on randomly winning a lottery ticket. Like, most lottery ticket winners that are smart, dude, they put that money into, like, the index funds and they buy stocks, and then they also don't tell everyone about it. Like, they don't want to be flashy with it. And also, bro, not to burst your bubble, but after taxes, you're probably only taking home about, like, half a million dollars or less, probably less than that. You'd probably be smart to go to a financial advisor and put them all into index funds or put them in the stock market, man. I know it sounds kind of boring, but you'll have a safer and more secure life and you'll actually be able to do more. And at the end of it, Ben's like, bro, I think I literally just died seven times listening to how boring that was. 
Uh, so while you guys are being jealous, I'm going to go over and show off my new iPad to my other friends. And the spoiled kid gets up and he goes over and walks over to like the other table. And Kyle kind of looks around the other guys. He's like, is he going to keep doing this? Like, I get it. He won like a million dollars, which he's only going to keep less than half of it. But is he really going to like bring in everything that he buys with that lottery ticket winning, winning into school and to show off to everyone? Is he seriously going to do that every single time? And all the other kids are like, I don't know, man, but it's definitely getting a little stale. It's definitely getting a little bit boring, right? So the next day, the spoiled kid comes into school and he has a Gucci shirt on. Like one of those stupid Gucci... Okay, I'm not going to come for you if you like the hype beast stuff. Because like, every... I, I like... I, there's a certain... Look, I, I spend money on stupid things sometimes. Like I spend a lot of money on food where that's kind of like stupid sometimes. Like I, I pay for overpriced food sometimes. So I can't really rag on you guys too hard. However, personally, I'm not a big fan of spending like $700 on a t-shirt. I just don't really see that. I understand quality clothes, but there's a little bit of a difference. But he comes in with this, like, $500 Gucci shirt. He sits down. He's like, guys, what's up, guys? And they all kind of look at him. And he's like, notice anything different about me today? And uh, Kyle's like, well, you got a new shirt. Like, that's cool, dude. Like, congrats, I think. And they're all kind of just looking at him, and they're just like, what? Like, what? He's like, guys... Do not see my new shirt that I have on right now. And uh, they're all kind of like, yeah, dude, we do see your shirt. Like, nice Gucci shirt, bro, but we don't really care. Like, yeah, we know that you won the lottery, bro. Like, you don't need to tell us a billion more times. We can see. We have eyes, and we also have memory that's longer than two seconds. We remember you saying that. He's like, yeah, but this, this shirt is totally drip, right, guys? And they're like, I guess, man, like... Look, we, we're just at a point where congrats, but we also, at this point, we do not care. It's basically what they're trying to say. So Ben goes off, and basically for the next two weeks, he continues to flex. I'm not just going to tell you those because I feel like it's all kind of the same after a certain point. But he's always buying something new and coming in. So anyways, fast forward to the weekend, and uh, Kyle was chilling at his house. And that's when he gets a call from his friend Steve. And anyways, Steve calls him up, and he's like, hey man... Really weird question, but uh, hear me out. And Kyle, obviously a little intrigued when someone says, weird question, hear me out. You're, you're going to listen, right? Anyway, Steve says, hey, man, so the spoiled kid kind of just showed up at my house today and said that he's feeling like a sleepover right now. Uh, so I have family over, and I can't have him over. However, he said that he's going to go to your house, so... And Kyle's like, what? Like, bro, we're not even close like that. Like, what does that even mean? And, uh, you know, Steve's like, yeah, it's really weird. He showed up all by himself with like a backpack full of stuff. And he didn't show up with his mom, which is really weird. And also when he said, I'm going to go like to like Kyle's house, he literally just started walking because they all live like generally in the same neighborhood. However, walking from Steve's house to Kyle's house was still like a 20 minute walk. So he's like, yeah, he's on foot walking to your house right now. He left about five minutes ago. So you probably got 15, 20 minutes to uh, just, just a heads up. And Kyle, who's just kind of sitting there, is so confused. Kyle's mom isn't back yet, but she's going to be back pretty soon. So anyways, in about 10 minutes, Kyle hears a ring on the doorbell. And sure enough, the spoiled kid is out there. He's like, hey, man, I was just really feeling like a sleepover right now. And uh, Kyle's like, oh, well, dude, like, 
you should probably let me know beforehand. Like, I think my mom might have something planned for tonight. And he's like, oh, where is she right now? Kyle's like, oh, she's gone, but she'll be coming back soon. The spoiled kid's like, oh, well, we can just wait for her to come back. And Kyle's like, oh, shit. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, sure, man. And, like, speak of the devil, Kyle's mom immediately pulls in as soon as he's done saying that. And she walks over and she's like, oh, spoiled kid. Says his actual name, but spoiled kid, how's it going? Like, I was just talking with your mom. I love your mom. She's so funny. Like, oh, what are you doing here? And the spoiled kid's like, so I was really just feeling like, a, feeling like a sleepover today. And I was wondering if it'd be okay if I could stay at Kyle's house tonight. And uh, Kyle's mom's like, oh, yes, he has nothing to do tonight. He normally has sports games or goes out with friends. But tonight is like the only night that he has to himself. Of course you can come over. And Kyle is just like, bro, you cannot be serious. You cannot be serious, bro. But anyways, right. So Kyle's like, okay, whatever. Fine, fine, fine. I'll deal with it. And he's like, okay, man, come on in. Kyle's a little bit upset because Kyle's mom said it perfectly. This was like the one night that Kyle actually had to himself because he played on like the football team. So there was always like sporting events. And he also had other friends that he just like had stuff with. I mean, he was always like doing other stuff with his other friends. So this was his one night to chill. His one night to relax, maybe watch a movie, maybe play a video game, maybe hop on a call with someone he doesn't see that often. But no, he has to spend the night with the spoiled kid, the kid that he dislikes and has disliked even more because of what happened this week. But anyways, right, Kyle's kind of just, you know, they're they're just chilling. It is low-key kind of awkward, but also Kyle's kind of just confused about how the whole thing even happened in the first place. Because, like, dude just showed up to the house. However, this is because the spoiled kid was just exposed for what he did. Real quick, if you made it this far into the video, comment spoiled down below. That will be the secret word of the day. And also, if you've been enjoying the videos and you want to help the channel, there is one easy thing that really helps me out. Literally, all you have to do is maybe after this video, maybe later today, literally just watch a bunch of my old videos. So you can go to my playlist or you can just click on one of my videos and have them autoplay. If you binge watch a bunch of my old videos, it tells the, the it tells YouTube's algorithm to promote my channel more. So please let me know in the comment section how many videos you've watched today, um, what how you watch, what you do while watching my videos. Just let me know that stuff in the comment section right now, so I can heart and say thank you to as many comments as I possibly can, because it's literally helps me out so much, and I really really do appreciate you guys. Anyways, let's get back to the story because the spoiled kid has been exposed and he's literally on the run right now. But yeah, let's just let's just get into it. So you know. Ben's, uh, not Ben's mom, sorry, Kyle's mom. It's like, hey, like, spoiled kid. Like, I was just talking with your mom yesterday. Like, do you, uh, like, I should, I should call, like, should I call her up? Like, say hello? Like, does she know that you're here? The spoiled kid's like, yes, no, no, no need to talk to my mom. She knows I'm here. In fact, she is really sick right now. So I don't think she can talk. So no need to call my mom because she is not feeling that well, so no need to call, like, he just kept saying, repeating again and again and again, like, you do not need to call my mom, and Kyle was kind of just like, bro, what is going on right now? Uh, because, yeah, why would he say a billion times, you do not need to call my mom, dude, like, you do not need to call my mom, like, why would you need to say that again and again, like, I think he's got the message, bro, like, chill out, oh my god, but anyways, right, 
Kyle thinks that's a little suspicious, but he doesn't think that much of it. That is until, you know, uh, you know, a little bit more time goes by, and Ben's mom shows up into the room that they're in, because they're sitting on this, like, couch where there's, like, a TV on. At this point, Kyle's like, all right, well, this kid and I aren't boys, so it's not like we're gonna, like, talk about anything anyways, so might as well just put on, like, a television program. Like, what else are we gonna do? So that's when Kyle's mom walks in as they're sitting there walking TV, watching TV, and says, hey, spoiled kid, I was just on your mom's Facebook page, and she posted that you've gone missing. And at this point, Kyle is starting to put together what is actually happening. Kyle is starting to realize that there's a reason why the spoiled kid just showed up at Steve's house and then just showed up at his house. It's because the spoiled kid is on the run. That's why he didn't show up with his mom. That's why he came over to Kyle's house, someone that he is not friends with, to have a quote-unquote sleepover. It wasn't a sleepover. It was a stakeout. At this point, Kyle's like, why is he on the run? And then he's thinking, what could he be on the run for? And that's when Kyle realizes there is a decent chance that the spoiled kid did not win money, but instead stole this stuff from his parents. And Kyle's like, oh my God. And the spoiled kid responds to Kyle's mom saying, oh, I'm sorry. I must have forgotten to tell my mom that I was coming over here. Don't worry about that. I'm going to send her a text right now and everything will be just all right. And Kyle's mom's like, like, honey, are you sure? Like, she seems really worried. Maybe she'd feel better if I told her as well. And he was like, no, 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 don't worry about it. Like, I know my mom. Like, she just needs a text from me and me alone. So do not send a text to my mom. I got this. Thank you very much for letting me know. And Kyle's mom's like, okay then, and walks into the other room. And that's when the spoiled kid waits for Kyle's mom to leave the room and turns to Kyle and is like, Kyle, my close personal best friend. Kyle's like, what? <laughs> He's like, dude, I need to confess something to you. I did not win the lottery. And Kyle in his head is like, called it. And he's like, the spoiled kid goes on to say, dude, I just like, my mom left her credit card like out. I copied down the details and I just bought a bunch of stuff. I couldn't control myself. It was so sick and the drip was so hard. It went so hard, man. And I really wanted a new iPhone and iPad and the watches just look so good. They were in the, the Amazon recommended. And I was like, I just bought a bunch of things. And Kyle's like, okay, how much did you spend? He's like, like $15,000. And Kyle's like, $15,000? What? $15,000? You spent $15,000? And you know, Kyle, or Ben, or Kyle, spoiled kid, sorry. The spoiled kid's like, yeah. And like, things were going really well. But that's when, you know, I got home and like my mom, I could see it. My mom and dad were in the like the, the, the living room and they had all these papers out. My mom was pacing back on the phone. I knew it then that I was busted. I can't even believe that I lasted a week, man. So I went inside very quietly, ran upstairs, put all the stuff into my backpack and I ran over to the first person I could think of, which was Steve. And I just said I wanted a sleepover man, but Steve couldn't have me because he had his parents over or grandparents over. And I was thinking, who else am I friends with who would support me in my time of need? I thought of you, Kyle. I thought of you because I knew for, for, for a fact that you would support me in my time of need. And Kyle's just like, okay, bro. And he's like, dude, 
you got to promise not to tell. And Kyle kind of looks at him and is like, you know, this kid is obviously lost. Like, he's a jerk and he sucks, but, like, you know, he, he messed up and I should give him some real advice. So Kyle's like, dude, look, eventually you're going to have to go home. And eventually you're going to have to deal with the consequences of what you did here. I know it sucks. I know you don't want to. I bet if I were, if I were in your shoes... I wouldn't want to go home either. But maybe you should just tell your mom where you are so she can come pick you up. It's going to happen one way or another. And the spoiled kid is looking at him. And he just goes on to say, So you hate me then? And Kyle's like, dude, what? And the spoiled kid's like, You want to turn me in because I'm too much trouble. You want me to suffer. You don't want the best for me. And Kyle's like, dude, do you really think that you're going to be able to live the rest of your life never dealing with this? And the spoiled kid's like, well, I've made it this far, so probably. And Kyle's like, man, okay, think about it honestly. You know that eventually you're going to have to, you're going to, have to face your parents. We're like in sixth grade, dude. You've got a lot more school to go with. You can't survive by yourself yet. So you're going to have to face your parents eventually. I'm not going to force you to do anything. Fine. Stay here as long as you want, within reason. You're getting kicked out if it's more than two to three days. But stay here for a little bit if you really want to. I'm not going to help you, but I'm also not going to turn you in, which I think is probably the best deal that you're going to get anywhere. Spoiled kid. Here's what he says and kind of acknowledges that, yeah, probably anyone else is going to turn him in at this point. So he's like, okay, fine. Like, whatever. And that's when they hear a car pull up. And the spoiled kid looks outside and he's like, no, 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 no. This can't be happening. No, 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 no. And Kyle's like, uh, what the fuck? Huh? Like, bro, are you good? And spoiled kid's like, no, no, no. Your mom must have called, your mom must have called them. Your mom must have called my mom on me. No, dude, no. At this point, right, you know, Kyle's just kind of like looking. He, he, he goes outside and looks and, uh, Kyle's mom walks in. And she's just like, hey, so I don't know if your text went through to your mom because just to be sure, I sent her another message on Facebook just letting her know that you're here and safe. She said she, she said thank you and that she was coming over. So I guess your mom, maybe you forgot your toothbrush. I mean, I could have totally given you a toothbrush. And the spoiled kid's like, no time for that woman. <laughs> okay, I don't know if he says that, but he, that, that, guys, that would be pretty funny if he said that. But he, uh, he runs up the stairs, like he kind of looks at Kyle's mom and Kyle, runs up the stairs, runs into Kyle's room, and locks himself in Kyle's room. And Kyle's mom's like, uh, did I say something? And Kyle's like, okay, it's a long story. So he sits his mom down, and he's like, mom, so the spoiled kid just explained to me that he stole $15,000 from his parents, and he's on the run. And Kyle's mom, who had a little bit of a smile and a little bit of confusion and a little bit of whatever, right? It immediately turns into, what the fuck? Dude, what the fuck? Huh? Bro? Are we good right now? And she's just like, oh my god. Like, that's really serious, dude. Okay, I don't know if she says dude, but he hear me out. And she's like, that's really serious. Like, and where'd he just go? And Kyle's like, well... It looks like he just ran upstairs and locked himself into my room. And that's when they hear. And, uh, you know, Kyle's like, oh, okay, that, that didn't sound good. Kyle's mom's like, oh, 
I, I guess Spoiled Kid's mom is pretty, pretty insistent on getting him. So Kyle and the Spoiled Kid walk up and they open the door and they see the Spoiled Kid's mom who is just looking enraged. She looks at Kyle's mom and says, hey, Janet, I'm so sorry. Like, I need to get my son right now. He's been a bad boy recently and we need to have a little bit of a talk. And uh, Janet's like, or oh, Spoiled Kid's mom, I guess, or... Kyle's mom, I guess her name is Janet, but we're going to call her Kyle's mom, right? Um, She's like, yeah, so when he heard that you were coming, he ran upstairs and locked himself in my son's room. I don't know really what to do about that because the door locks one way and there's only a key. And spoiled because mom's like, drat, he's ahead of me. Well, I'm going to go up there and I'm going to drag him out of there. So anyway, she kind of pushes back past Kyle and Kyle's mom says, lead me to your, his, to your son's room. And Kyle's mom's like, okay. And Kyle's like, all right, bro, like, let's not break anything. I like my room being in one piece without a broken door. That would be sick, you know? And so they walk up the stairs and the Kyle's mom or the spoiled kid's mom immediately starts yelling like, spoiled kid, middle name, last name. You know when someone calls out, when a parent calls out your first, middle, and last name, you already know that you're screwed at that point. So she blur- blurts out, like, first, middle, last name. If you don't get out of that room right now, your punishment will be twice as bad as it's already going to be. And your punishment is already pretty freaking bad. And at this point, the spoiled kid's like, I'm not coming out of the room because I didn't do anything wrong. And, you know, spoiled kid's mom's like, don't you start with that, mister. You don't know the value of money. You stole my credit card and you have no respect for me. I have supported you for the last 14 years of your life. I have given you everything you ever wanted. I have been a supportive mother. And this is how you repay me, robbing me blind and then running away, you can't even face your mistakes. And Spoiled Kid's like, uh, Mom, I didn't do anything wrong. You just left the credit card there, and I just spent it. Like, it was a glitch. A hacker got to it. It was the internet stealing from you. A hacker stole your credit card and sent, like, the Gucci clothes to my house. I don't know why the hacker did that, but the hacker chose... She's like, enough from you. I know what you did. At this point, Kyle and Kyle's mom are just staring at each other like, bruh, why is this happening in our house? Bruh. And at this point, Spoiled Kid's mom's like, I'm giving you to a count of three to unlock that door and come out here before I get you out of there myself. And Kyle's like, dude, oh my god she's like three spoiled kid's like i'm not coming out mom i'm not yeah you can just go it's not worth your time two he's like mom i told you i'm not gonna come out of here one he's like you're wasting your time mom and that's when the spoiled kid's mom look she was a little bit bigger she was a a larger woman that uh and she wasn't like in a mobility scooter she could still kind of walk right so she literally, like, football charges shoulder first into the door. And, uh, yeah, she breaks through the door, destroying Kyle's lock. And Kyle's like, dude, bro, oh my god. And she bursts through the door, and the spoiled kid is screaming like, ah! Okay, my voice is starting to go, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do the scream. But he's like, ah! And, like, the, <laughs> the spoiled kid's mom... 
after smashing through the door, has so much momentum that she loses balance and smashes right into Kyle's desk. Thankfully, Kyle moved his computer, but he always had his computer at his desk. So she smashes into Kyle's desk, destroying like half the stuff on it, collapsing into the floor, and the spoiled kid sprints out of Kyle's room. And Kyle's like, dude, you you gotta be shitting me, bro. What the fuck? Bro, what? Yeah, so... uh. <laughs> Yeah, he runs out, runs past Kyle's mom and Kyle, runs down the stairs, and, uh, yeah, it, Kyle's mom goes over to help the spoiled kid's mom, and, you know, she's like, where did that little twerp go? And she's like, uh, he ran downstairs. So they all get up, and Kyle's kind of looking at his destroyed room. He's like, okay, I guess this is my life. Sigh. But anyways, right, they all get up, and they all start going downstairs. And uh, they see the spoiled kid run to the door and run outside. And she's like, that little twerp won't be able to outrun me for long. Quickly, follow me. So, like, the spoiled kid's mom literally tells Kyle and Kyle's mom to follow her. The spoiled kid goes to her car and gets in the car and, like, says to, like, Kyle, like, don't lose sight on that kid. And Kyle's like, okay. Get in the car. He's like, okay. So they both get into the back seat, or Kyle gets in the front seat because he probably has better vision. Kyle's mom is literally in the back seat, and this spoiled kid's mom starts driving. Starts driving quickly, too. Like, she is, like, speeding towards her son, who is running on the sidewalk. And the spoiled kid, for some reason, I think, thinks he's, like, I don't know, the Flash or Superman, because he keeps running, probably thinking that he himself can outrun a car, which is, like, bro, no, you cannot. But whatever, right? And, um... Yeah, he says he just keeps running and running and running and running. And that's when, you know, Kyle's mom honestly slows down the car so that she's at the same speed as him and rolls down the window and says, nowhere else to run, buddy. I got you now. Come on, come on home. And it like, just come on, get in the car. He's like, no, I'm never getting in the car. And at this point, like he, he takes like a left turn into someone's like backyard. And at this point, Kyle's mom or like spoiled kid's mom is like, Kyle, I give you permission to tackle my son because Kyle is a football player and like he low-key wanted to do this from the start, but he also didn't want to get in trouble with spoiled kid's mom because she was kind of a scary woman low-key, like the way that she was raging right now. Totally justifiable to rage, but she was low-key scary AF. But anyways, Kyle's like, all right, ma'am, like I got you with that. So he gets out and he sees the spoiled kid running and he's running not parallel to the road so the car can't follow him, but he's running like in between a house. And Kyle's, like, yells out, like, I'll give you one chance to come, like, to come normal, like, come here now, you won't get hurt. Spoiled kid's like, I can outrun you, dude. Like, you're not actually that fast. And that's when the, <laughs> that was a terrible thing to say, because that's exactly when Kyle just, like, is like, oop, starts sprinting at him. Kyle was, like, fast, too, dude. He was, like, fast and agile sports guy. He's just sprinting full speed at the spoiled kid, and the spoiled kid lets out a shriek, like, eh, okay, I'm not gonna do it. I don't wanna lose my voice any more than I already am. And at that point, so he closes in on the spoiled kid, and then he goes for the tackle. He gets the spoiled kid. The spoiled kid hits the ground. He's like, ow, you broke my face. He didn't actually break anything. It was a pretty clean tackle. And yeah, so we got the spoiled kid. Now the spoiled kid, like, tries to get out of his grasp. And uh, Kyle goes around, grabs both of his arms tightly, gets him in a position where the spoiled kid literally can't go anywhere. Spoiled kid was pretty small and unathletic anyway, so it's not like he was going to win in a fight or something. And yeah, that's when Kyle and the spoiled kid, Kyle's mom and the spoiled kid's mom gets out of the car and walks over. And the spoiled kid's mom just looks at the spoiled kid. And they kind of just look at each other. And the spoiled kid starts squirm stops squirming. 
And that's when he proceeds to burst into tears. Like, I'm not saying, like, he's crying or sobbing. He is, like, explosion. Okay, he is sobbing. I guess that's a good word. It's like, just kind of like when a baby falls down and they just go insane. Or when you don't give them, like, their 10th scoop of ice cream for the minute. Like, they're like, oh, my God, the world is over. Kind of like that kind of screaming, right? And the spoiled kid's mom is like, nope, mister, that trick is not going to work on me. Get in the car. So she grabs him by his hand and drags him into the car. And the spoiled kid is never seen from again. I'm just kidding. So yeah, the spoiled kid was in huge trouble. Allegedly, he was, you know, he was not allowed to see friends for like the entire rest of the school year. It was only halfway through the summer where he was just allowed to see people again. And uh, let's just say that he was not allowed to keep the Gucci shirt, the iPhone, the iPad, probably the Supreme Brick. Dude probably bought the Supreme Brick too. Today I got a story time of when the spoiled kid gets trolled by the subscriber. It's really funny. I know you'll enjoy it. It's a pretty satisfying story. So sit back, relax, subscribe if you're new. Leave a like on the video to claim your free nothing and let's just jump right into it. So we're gonna call the subscriber who submitted this story, Will. So this all started one day. Will was kind of just chilling at school. It was, uh, so Will was in high school. He was a uh, junior or senior. He was kind of like an older kid in high school. So we're going to say he's a junior in high school. So this all started one day on what seemed like a normal day when he was just in the cafeteria, just with some of his boys hanging out, talking about whatever, talking about, you know, all the girls they almost had, about how the new Fortnite whatever is coming out. This happened back in like 2018, 2019. So that's when Fortnite was kind of popping. I'm just trying to give a little context of what they're probably talking about as I used to be a 18, 17 year old, you know, high school kid. So I kind of know how it goes, but uh, it, it, it just, was a normal day is what I'm trying to really uh, emphasize here. And all of a sudden, so there's another kid I got to explain to you. Uh, there's this kid who we're going to call the spoiled kid. This kid was just like a bratty entitled rich kid. I've made a thousand freaking stories about spoiled kids, so I don't even need to go into the description about him. You already know what he's like. So anyways, in the corner of the subscriber Will's eye, he sees this kid kind of like coming cl closer to them, coming towards them. Will and his friends really don't interact with this kid, so it was a little bit weird, and Will, I think, just assumed that, okay, this kid's probably just going to pass us by. But instead, the spoiled rich kid actually comes up to their table. So remember, they're sitting in the cafeteria, and so the subscriber, Will, has this glass of, let's just say, like a Coke or something, because they had a soda machine at the high school cafeteria. So he had a big glass of Coke. Um, he didn't drink most of it. I, I mean... I don't know, it was the very beginning of lunch, so most of it was still full. And so the spoiled rich kid comes over to them. And then, so he didn't bump into the glass of Coke, like he didn't walk by it. Cause like I could totally see if like the glass of Coke was on the very edge of the table and the spoiled rich kid just happened to like, I don't know, walk by the table and a little bit of him just happened to tip over the glass. No, 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 the glass was very clearly in the table. Like it wasn't on the edges. And also the spoiled rich kid didn't bump into the glass of Coke with like his like side of his body or something or like clipped it with his arm. He literally came over, swung with his like fist basically. Dude made a big sweeping motion to knock over and spill intentionally the glass of Coke all over not just the subscriber but everyone else at the table. And he goes, oops, sorry guys, and he keeps walking. Like here's the thing, if you accidentally bump into like someone's stuff like that, it's, it's tough. I've done it. People have done it to me. It happens. Like, you bump into someone, you knock something over. As long as one, okay, even if it looks intentional, it might not have been intentional. But what you got to do in this situation is you got to immediately say, sorry, and then 
at, at least attempt to help clean it up, right? You got to at least try and show that you actually are sorry and that you didn't mean to do it and try and help clean up the spill or the situation. And nine out of 10 times, you should be cool. You should be cool with that unless the guy or girl that you did this to by accident is just like has no chill, then maybe you won't be good. But the spoiled rich kid here literally just bumps into and very intentionally, it's so obvious, by the way, I was told that it was super obvious that it was on purpose, just knocks over the Coke, spills it on everyone, and then just keeps walking by. So at this point, you know, the subscriber Will is like, dude, and he kind of turns to his friends like, like, what was that? Yeah, so um, they kind of all sit at the table and they're kind of just like, what was that? Like, genuinely, what was that? Like, that's that was ridiculous, right? And Will's like, dude, like, like that freaking kid has been annoying for like my our entire lives here. That kid has always been a problem. He's always been a jerk to us. And, you know, I'm done. I'm done with it. Like, I've had it. So they kind of sit there and they kind of talk about it for a second. And Will is kind of fuming. Like, Will does admit that he held a grudge. And in general, it's not really great to hold a grudge. You could be putting your mental energy and physical energy probably into other stuff. Um, when you hold a grudge, I, I don't know. It's like, what, what was that saying? Like, uh, you know, when you, revenge or whatever is like, you know, you're digging their grave as well as yours. I don't know. Sometimes it makes sense, but a lot of cases, it's probably just not worth it. Will does admit that what he is going to do, which is actually pretty insane, um, just so you guys know, I, I do not endorse what Will is about to do, and Will has said to me that he now regrets what he has done because it's kind of messed up. I'm not going to lie to you guys. And a lot of these stories, because I'm really hyping this up because you need to genuinely know, this is actually kind of messed up. So in a lot of these stories... Um, well, uh, a lot of the times, whatever happens to the spoiled rich kid, I'm like, ah, oh, haha, like, yes, come up and served. Karma is real. I don't know if this is an equal, I don't know if this is eye for an eye justice. I think this is like eye for shotgun to the face justice, bro. This is not, this is not even. Um, so yeah, let's just jump right into exactly what happened. So I stop hyping it up and I can just tell you, but just be warned. It's, it's pretty intense. Anyways, so they're at the table and the rest of Will's friends who are still kind of cleaning up and, you know, one kid had like a white shirt or whatever. So he got all these Coke stains on it. It sucks, right? It sucks. But they all kind of just like, okay, this kid's annoying. If he comes near us again, I'll stick my foot out and try and trip him when he has a tray of food or something like we'll get him back somehow. But, uh, Will, the subscriber was not having it because this kid's been annoying forever. And for some reason, Will tells me he was just on something like he was just on like some, some some like bro he was he doesn't even know why he was so mad then probably just you know angsty teenage hormones or something I don't freaking know dude uh so yeah sure enough he kind of doesn't explain that he's he doesn't Will doesn't explain to his friends that he's still super like PO'd about the whole situation but in his head he's just stewing and for the rest of that Friday he is stewing so uh, there is something good, though, that they're all looking forward to. Probably the reason why Will and his friends are kind of, or not Will, I should say Will's friends are not taking it that seriously is, one, it's a Friday, so good day, right? You know, <laughs> look, I, it, it doesn't matter. Fridays will always be magical in a sense, bro. I love the feeling of a good Friday. But also there was a party happening in their kind of neighborhood, so they had something to look forward to. So it wasn't even just a normal Friday. Uh, it was a Friday with a little extra. So they were all in a good mood and the spoiled kid wasn't able to stop them from such. However, at this party, something pretty ridiculous happens. 
Yeah, so anyways, right, the subscriber and his friends, you know, or the subscriber is kind of just sitting there, like, stewing for the rest of class. And eventually, bell rings, and so the subscriber lives pretty close. Like, they all live in walking distance away. The school is in their neighborhood, so at least this, the subscriber, Will, and his friends, they don't take the bus. They just walk back. So they're walking back, and Will's friends are like, oh, you know, like, the party at so-and-so's house is going to be so crazy, like... How long do you think it's going to go up before, like, neighbors call the police and get shut down? And, you know, they were kind of making bets about this. Like, they were expecting a Project X-type, like, insane party-type thing. They're all pretty excited, too. It's been, like, a long week, and it's also been a while since any of the kids there had a party. So the kind of the way it worked, a little bit of side lore for this story is, like, there was obviously no, um, like, party sponsored by parents. So basically every single, like every couple of weeks or maybe once a month, like a kid would be like, yo, I'm having a party at my house. Like you guys come and whoever had like hosted the party would receive like an enormous amount of clout at their school. It was almost like almost a little bit of a sacrifice for some popularity. It, it was very weird. I'm just trying to explain it to you. It's almost like a sacrifice for popularity because like whoever hosted the party would become, would have an enormous spike in their popularity, respect, clout, whatever you want to call it, at their high school. However, there has not been a single party that has gone down that has not gone out of control, and way too many people show up, and way too many people are allowed, the cops are called, and then the kid's, like, grounded for a year, right? So it really is kind of like a self-sacrifice for clout um, at high school, which is not a a great trade-off, but I'm just trying to explain how it is. So there hadn't been a party in almost a month and a half at that point, and I think a lot of the kids were, like, starting to be like, oh, shoot, is no one going to do another one? But then this kid who we're just going to call Timmy, because not super useful, Timmy is not super useful in the uh, in the story. It just doesn't really matter. Anyways, like, Timmy was uh, not the most popular kid by far, and I think he always wanted to be, like, oh, respected and cool. And so he's like, yeah, guys, we're going to have a crazy rager. My parents are out of town. So, yeah, there's going to be a party. Um, and most definitely it's going to be shut down and Timmy's going to be like grounded for a millennia from his parents or with his parents. Right. But either way, so they're talking about that as they're walking back and, uh, Will's friends kind of notice that Will's kind of out of it because Will is very focused on thinking about, uh, or he's just very upset with the spoiled kid. He's just very upset about it. So Will's friends notice this. They kind of look over, they're like, dude, like, what are you stewing about? Like, what's up? He's like, oh, dude, I'm nothing. I'm just, they're like, yeah, yeah, what's up? He's like, fine, okay, well, I, I don't like what the spoiled kid did to us today. Like, that's still making, that's still making me mad. And Will's friends are like, dude, like, okay, like, yeah, he sucks. He's the worst. You know what? Today at the party, we'll go up to him. We'll spill his drink on him, say, oops, sorry, man, and then walk away. Eye for an eye, right? And Will's, Will's like, yeah, yeah, I guess, okay, that's good. Okay, I'm happy with that. But in reality, Will was not happy with that. Will was starting to scheme and put together an even crazier plan that you guys will just, you guys just have to wait in here. Real quick though, if you made it this far into the video, comment party down below in the comment section. That'll be the secret word of the day so I can see how many people made it this far. If you're listening to this on YouTube, make sure you're subscribed with notifications on and left a like on this video. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, which by the way, YouTube listeners, I post all of these on Spotify, 
If you're listening to this on Spotify, make sure that you have rated the podcast five stars. You follow the podcast with notifications on. And also for every podcast episode, such as this one, there's a little question that will pop up. Make sure to answer those. If there's a poll, please answer the poll. Actually, I think it does. I'm not 100% sure, but I've talked to my Spotify rep. I think it actually does help with the promotion if you guys engage with those polls and questions. So please do me a favor if you're listening on Spotify. Check to make sure that you've answered the poll, answered the question, all that good stuff. That being said, let's get right back to it because, yeah, Will's about to go way too far. Like, just, like, one more time, I gotta say, I don't necessarily endorse what he's doing. The spoiled kid is a jerk. He sucks, right? He, he deserves something coming to him, but I don't necessarily know if I can go as far as to say that I endorse what the spoiled kid here did. Anyways, I've been hyping this up a lot, so let's just jump to the actual, let's, let's jump into the action. So, yeah, sure enough, right, this is, uh, not the spoiled kid, sorry, Will, he's back at his house. He's just playing some, like, he's on his, like, Xbox or whatever, playing Fortnite. Remember, this happened in 2018, 2019. So he's just playing a little bit of Fortnite um, solo. Normally, he'll play with his friends, but, you know, he knows he's going to see them tonight. Sitting in his room, stewing. Once again, he's stewing. But this time, it's not just him angrily stewing. It's him productively angrily stewing. Because he is putting together a master plan for revenge. And so eventually, you know, he has dinner with his parents, just plays a little bit more Fortnite. It's around 8.30, the party's supposed to start around 9, and it's walking distance away, and also he was told, like, uh, the kid who was running at Timmy, Timmy, Timmy was basically, gave a little uh, question, or he texted people being like, yo, like, this is when the party starts, you're in group C or group F or group A, um, that wasn't, like, the best people A, worst people F, it was basically to spread people coming in. Which is actually kind of smart. Like, Timmy, uh, I'll give you a little, uh, yeah, a spoiler if I don't say this at the end because it's not super important. Yeah, Timmy did get caught and got in a ton of trouble. But Timmy was at least smart about it because other times, like, people would all come at once and the party would be shut down immediately because it was super obvious. But Tim, Timmy, at least, was smart enough to be like, all right, you're in Group B. Everyone in Group B come at 845. Okay, you're in Group C. Everyone in Group C walk over to at 9. So basically, he staggered the waves of people coming, which is actually pretty smart. Anyways, so let's skip ahead to the time that the subscriber, Will, pulls up to the party. Pulls up. Timmy meets him at the door. Timmy's like, hey, man, how's it going? And, you know, Will's like, hey, like, how's it going, bro? Timmy's like, great, great, come in, come in. Timmy's like, I don't know if you guys have ever had to work a party before. I'm probably revealing too much, but let me just give you the sauce. If for some reason you have to, you decide to host a party or your friend hosts a party and they can't handle it and you need to help them, you almost always need someone working door, basically controlling how many people come in and come out. I'm just saying stuff I shouldn't be saying. I don't endorse you guys to host any secret parties, but what I'm saying is if you get stuck in a situation like this, let me help you out. So you gotta control door because if you have a party and you have a lot of drinks or whatever, the address will probably get leaked. I don't know if it's gonna be sent officially out, but random people you don't know are likely going to come, especially if you're hosting more than 20 people. Because if it's a host, if it's a party like four people, random people aren't going to show up. Or they might, but it's unlikely. But there's like 20 plus people. Look, people are going to start to show up. A lot of them, some of them could really be trouble. People are going to steal stuff. So you got to, someone's got to manage door. Someone's got to manage the flow in and out. And also, if cops come to the door, someone's got to be there. You can't have some random little, some idiot show up, right? It's got to be you. 
All right, that's enough. That's enough. You guys understand how it goes. Anyways, though, so, you know, t- Timmy. Timmy's at the door, and Will shows up. He's like, hey, how's it going? So Will walks in, and he kind of, you know, there's probably about 50 people there. So Timmy's already way over his head. Will could already see at the door that Timmy is kind of sweating. And Will finds his friends. He's like, hey, like, what's up, guys? And they're like, hey, like, you know, you're done. Are you done, like, stewing about the thing happening today? And Will's like, yeah, man, I, I don't really care. I think I was just in a bad mood, but how could I be in a bad mood now? Reality was, oh, Will wasn't stewing. He was just now plotting. <laughs> He's moved on from plotting to stewing, man. So a little, I have to introduce another character. The spoiled rich kid also had a sister. Yep, I think you know where this is going now. I'm, I'm fine. Wait, give me a second. So anyways, the spoiled rich kid had a sister. So I'm, let's give her a name. Let's call her Ava, right? So Ava was the sister of the spoiled rich kid. Um, Ava was fairly popular. I mean, she found her way to this party and uh, Will knew that she was going to be at this party too. So anyways, um, you know, Will was a fairly charming man, um, as he described himself, so it could be complete cap, but I can't really control that. But I was told, and by the way, Will submitted this story to me on Instagram, so if you want to submit your own stories from your childhood or what's going on now in your life, right, or a friend's story, uh, go to Instagram, look up, look up Connor Pugs, follow me, and then message me via DM. You have to follow me to DM me. Anyways, though, so... Sure enough, let's set the scene. Will was standing there with his boys, and the spoiled rich kid was standing over, like, at a, well, was sitting on the couch with, like, talking to some girl or something, right? Being like, oh, yes, no, my father does run the biggest hedge fund in the U.S., blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, sure enough, the subscriber, Will, and his friends are standing, huddling in a circle. Rich kid is on the couch talking to some girl or something. And then there's kind of like a drink table, um, and almost like there's like a bar, an unofficial bartender, which first of all, you, you need someone actually managing that stuff. You just can't have it laying around. <laughs> I don't know why I'm giving you guys the tutorial. I should chart, I should make a course, how to run a house party. I'm, I'm playing. I'm not even the most qualified. I'm definitely not the most qualified. I'm just giving you the advice I've seen where it's gone wrong for other people. <laughs> definitely not me, never. Um, but yeah, so... Will, the subscriber, is kind of standing with his friends, and he looks over, and he looks over at Ava. Remember, this is the sister of the spoiled rich kid. And he looks back, and he's like back with his group of friends, and Will looks over again, and this time Will makes eye contact with Ava. And Will is definitely more, as he says to me, this could be complete cap, but he says he has a way with ladies, um, which sounds so, it sounds so cap, but... For the sake of the story, let's take it as face value. By the way, sorry, Will. I'm not trying to doubt you. It's, it's just the way you say it. Um, but he looks over at Ava, then looks back. And this time he made eye contact with her. And there's a little, like, you know, eye, con- eye contact is kind of hard to tell when it comes to this stuff. Like, if I'm being real, it is a little bit difficult to make an assessment just off of one eye contact alone. But Will kind of got a sense that, you know, there's a little something going on. A little, a little, a little flirt in her eyes, right? And this time when Will looks back at his friends... One of his friends, we'll call him Ben, kind of catches on. So Ben kind of gives him this, uh, look, kind of gives him a look of like, uh, what, what are you up to there, bud? And uh, kind of like comes over and kind of like moves places because they're kind of standing in a circle. You know, they got a drink in one hand, other hand is on in their pocket or looking at their phone or whatever. So Ben walks over. So he's right next to Will. So they're kind of like side by side. And he kind of whispers over. He's like, I see you looking up for Ava over there. Like, what, what are you thinking? And Will looks at him 
It literally just winks. He's like, wink, <laughs> and then goes back to talking. So at this point, right, Ben catches on pretty quickly about what Will's about to do. Because Ben was sitting at the table, too. And then, you know, at this point, like, Ben was just like, oh, oh, I see. So anyways, Will looks at his friends and says, excuse me for a minute, I'll be right back. He gets up, turns, and basically beelines it straight to Ava, right? Walks right over. Because, you know, you make eye contact, you make eye contact for the second time, kind of gives you a little look. That's at least an indication to at least make an attempt to go over there. Like, at least kind of find yourself over there. So Will walks over there. And remember, this is all happening when the spoiled rich kid is on the couch. And so he walks over, and very quickly, so Ava was standing with one of her friends, and very quickly Ava's friend gets up and leaves. As if, like, Ava's friend was like, oh, this is her time to shine. Because here's the thing, if, like, if, if Ava's friend stayed there, which she could have totally, and it would have been fine, but if Ava's friend stayed there and almost, like, blocked, like, Ben from, or not, sorry, Ben, um, blocked Will from, like, talking to her, then maybe that's an indication that she is literally no, uh, she, she's not interested. But the fact that Ava's friend got up and left immediately doesn't necessarily mean anything 100%, but it's definitely a positive indication, and Will knew this. So he was going to run with the momentum. So Will was kind of talking to her, doing his thing, right? So I, I, I can't really go into the exact details, not because they're, like, not safe for work or something. It's just kind of hard to explain. It's hard to kind of explain a lot of things you just kind of know. What I'm trying to say is, so Will was talking with her, and it was very clear that she was interested. It was just, you could kind of tell, and Will could tell. A lot of body language, a lot of ways she was responding, a lot of the ways that she was moving, and it was very kind of like, it's a little bit of a dance, right? Well, I mean, not an actual dance, but you guys know what I mean. So the music's kind of loud, it's, you know, a lot of people are there, it's like very much party scene, and it's very clear that they're both interested in each other. And while this is happening, the spoiled rich kid is like looking from the couch because he's like, whoa, 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 wait a minute, like that's my sister, right? Um, so anyways, yeah, sure enough, Will, um, man just has all the riz in the world, I guess, because eventually he is, yeah, he, they're, they're talking, they're talking, and yeah, sure enough, one thing leads to another, and uh, Will basically starts making out with this girl, which has been his plan since day one, right? Uh, not day one, but since the spoiled rich kid bumped into him. So when this happens, you hear, whoa, whoa, whoa. And so, like, the spoiled rich kid gets off the couch and, like, walks over. He's like, what are you doing? At this point, Ava, like, breaks whatever thing they have going on, looks over at her brother, is like, what are you doing? Like, why are you yelling at me? And the spoiled rich kid's like, well, you're not allowed to, like, like, to make out with this guy. And, like, at this point, Will is kind of just standing there, like, okay, what, are we, like, good friends or something? Like, I don't think so. And Ava's like, why? Why? Are you guys, like, super good friends? And the spoiled rich kid's like, um, well... And Will looks at her and shakes her head, no. And the spoiled rich kid's like, turns to Will's like, dude, you better leave my sister alone. I swear to God. And Will's like, what? What, what are you going to do? What are you going to do, bro? And <laughs> at this point, it's just such a weird situation. So Will's friends walk over to make sure that there isn't a big altercation because if it was just a spoiled rich kid and Will, he might have tried to take a swing on Will. And you know, Will was probably not going to take that sitting down, and Will's friends knew that. So he had, they had to go over and make sure things were going to be okay. So they all kind of walk over, and they're like, all right, gentlemen, let's separate this, separate this. And the spoiled rich kid's like, no, no, I'm not going to let him get away with this. And, you know, Ava at this point, his sister, is like, get away with what? Like, am I not allowed to, like, 
talk to the boys I like to? Like, are you really that controlling over me? And the spoiler word kid's like, no, it's not that. It's just, I know what he's doing. I know what he's doing. Like, he's doing this despite me. And Will, who totally was, by the way, <laughs> looks at the spoiler word and is like, dude, like, what are you even talking about? He's like, you know, I, I bumped into your stuff and spilled all, like, today at lunch, I spilled all that stuff all over you. And Will's like, oh, that wasn't an accident, man? I thought that was an accident. This boy Ruskin was like, no, of course it wasn't. I was just trying to mess with you, dude. And, you know, Will's like, oh, man, well, oh, well, I thought that was an accident. No, this is totally unrelated. Totally. And Will just makes this really deep eye contact with this boy with rich kid. Like, after saying totally, just looks at him for a second. And in this eye contact, the spoiled rich kid realizes that, no, Will is doing this on purpose. Because not only does Will pause while making eye contact, he kind of has a little bit of a smirk. At this point, the spoiled rich kid, like, almost, like, tries to pounce on him. He's, like, just starts, like, moving towards Will. And Will's friends are like, whoa, 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 starts pushing him back. And Ava's screaming, like, get away from me. Like, I can do what I want. And, this, and Will, at this point, is just sitting back and smiling. He has to hold back laughing because this went so much better than he thought. So at this point, a bunch of other kids are coming over to kind of figure out what's going on. And they're like, what's going on? What's going on? And Ava's like, you know, my brother's attacking this guy just because, you know, I, I want to, like, hang out with other guys. Like, I want to hang out with guys. And he's being overprotective and all that kind of stuff. Spoiler Rich Kid's like, this kid's getting with my sister. Like, I can't let that happen. And the guys are like, what, are you guys, like, boys or something? He's like, well, no. And they're like, dude, like, who cares? And they're like, it, it, it is per- Will has done this perfectly. Remember, uh, is this something I would do personally? Nah, 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 nah. I don't suggest you guys do it either. However... <laughs> It was executed perfectly. So anyways, um, and also, Will didn't necessarily have long-term plans with the spoiled rich kid sister because, you know, Ava actually wasn't that cool either. Like, she had a lot of tendencies of the spoiled rich kid too. Um, so yeah, Will was kind of using her a little bit. I'm not gonna, I'm just gonna be straight up with how it is. I'm just gonna tell you how it is. That's another reason I'm like, eh, I don't know how I feel about this. I do feel that it is a good story though. So anyways... Will eventually is like, hey, like, to Ava, hey, I think I'm going to go back early. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I'm just kind of tired. I don't know if I'm vibing at the party. She's like, I know you're leaving because my brother is being so weird. Like, I hope we can talk later. And Will's like, yeah, no, of course we can talk later. So Will goes over to his boys. He's like, look, I'm, I'm heading back. So Ben is like, I'm heading back to you. Let me walk back with you. So Will and Ben, they go to the door, and you can see that Timmy, Timmy, Timmy is just kind of at the door, like, frantically, like, no, I don't know who you are, you can't come in, and people just, like, walk in anyways, and he's like, guys, guys, we gotta calm down, thing has completely gotten out of control, and Ben and uh, Will go to the door, and Will's like, dude, peace, thanks so much for the party, it was awesome, and Timmy's like, yeah, dude, sure, whatever, and they walk out the door, so they're walking back home, which is probably about the right time to walk out anyways, because probably 10, 15 minutes before the whole thing goes boom and cops come in or something. Um, so the subscri- so Will, the subscriber, and Ben, they're walking back. And Ben's like, so did you plan that whole thing, like when we're walking back from school today? Was that what you were thinking about? And Will doesn't respond. He just kind of, <laughs> he laughs a little bit. He's like, <laughs> mm. and he kind of smiles. And Ben's like, it's like, wow. I, I mean... I, I didn't see that coming from you, Will. Will just kind of laughs again. He's like, yeah, yeah, you know, you know. And Ben's like, huh, I better not mess with you. How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to the channel. Today, we got two story times of two spoiled brats. 
The first one, this bully gets destroyed by the substitute teacher and it's pretty awesome. And in the second one, the spoiled brat actually knocks out the teacher, which is pretty crazy. Uh, I know you're gonna enjoy both of these stories, so leave a like on the video right now to claim your free nothing. With that being said, let's just jump right into it. So we're gonna call the subscriber who submitted the first story, Andrew. So anyways, there's a kid in Andrew's class who we're gonna call the bully. And this kid was notoriously, like, not a good kid. He was also very much a spoiled kid, too. But for the sake of this story time, we're going to call him the bully. He was also spoiled, though. But I want to make a distinction that not all spoiled kids are bullies. Not all bullies are spoiled kids. However, this bully was also a spoiled kid. So this kid was, like, the richest kid in the class. Which, as I say in other videos, it kind of doesn't matter if you're the richest kid in the class or what your parents' financial status is. It really matters how you interpret it how you live your life, and how you go about everything, right? That's really what is important here. However, the spoiled kid kind of thought that because his parents made a lot of money, that made him, like, a better person than everyone else. I know that sounds absolutely crazy, and that's because it is. Obviously, not just because this kid, his parents have more money. Obviously, he's not a better person than anyone else. However, try explaining that to the spoiled kid. It's a little harder than you think, because he is really set in his ways. However, this kid was also a big bully. He would bully people all the time. And uh, he kind of got away with it. It was a mix of the bully, spoiled kid, not being smart in the sense that he is wildly intelligent, but being smart in the sense that he knew when he would take it too far. Like, he rarely got caught or reprimanded by the teachers because he was very kind of uh, subtle and sly with his bullying. He would also make it very clear to other people that if you told on him, you were going to be in for like a world of pain, even worse than he already has you in. So it's kind of a situation where the bully was like both smart enough to not do anything so crazy that the teachers had to pay attention. But it was also a situation where the teachers also knew that they didn't want to get into a situation where it was them versus the bully's parents. Because there have been a few situations in the past where the, like, the bully had actually been told on, the teachers got involved, and the bully's parents, which were just like, they weren't the greatest role models to him in all fairness, so what amount you can actually blame it on him, that's up to you guys. Feel free to discuss in the comment section as the story goes on. But uh, basically, his parents were like, the worst. They wouldn't accept any responsibility for their kids' actions. They were threatening to sick lawyers on the school. Like, the school not only, like, not only did the bully kind of get away with things because he was sly, but also because whenever he wasn't as slick about it and he actually got told on, uh, his parents would just throw a bunch of lawyers at the problem to make it go away. So this kid was notoriously, like, a massive jerk. However, he eventually got the karma he deserved in today's story, because it all started what seemed like a normal day. Non-discreet, nothing was going on. However, this was very much not the case. Yeah, however, this story is going to be a little bit different, because today, which seemed like a normal day, the subscriber who submitted this story, who we are calling Andrew. Sorry, I just had to pull that up for a second, because I forgot. Andrew walks into class, and he has one class with a bully. And during this class, the bully would really just continue doing his, like, standard bullying behavior. He would keep doing all the nonsense that he's always doing, right? However, today, you know, Andrew walks in, and he has a couple boys in that class. He's a pretty good, like, he has a good kind of a social circle in that class. But he walks into class, and he sits down, and the teacher is nowhere to be seen. And the teacher for this class is an older teacher who is very by the book, 
and kind of deaf in a sense. So whatever bullying happens from the bullying class, like no, like literally the teacher probably doesn't even know. Like this guy is old enough that I feel like he would be like, bring it on. Like when it comes to the wrath of the parents and not really care. However, unfortunately it doesn't really matter because this guy is just so old that it honestly does not matter what he thinks or says or if he was actually going to stand up to the bully because what is he going to stand up to if he can't hear anything or even know what's going on? However, this kid, uh, this kid, this guy was also known for, because he's like a little bit older generation, older guy, he is always stupidly early. And I, I like being early for things, but the, the teacher would, was found being upwards of an hour early for class. This is an 8 a.m. class, so it's a tough, it's a, it's a tough start to the day, right? But the teacher, like one time, for some reason, a student had to get there really early at like, showed up to school at like 6.45 walked by the classroom, saw the teacher sitting in class. So what I'm trying to say is this teacher isn't known for like being on time or even a little bit early. This teacher is known for being so early that it's like, it, it's ridiculous, right? So the fact that the teacher was nowhere to be seen two minutes into the start of class at 8.02 in the morning was kind of weird. And Andrew turned to one of his friends. He's like, bro, this teacher is like stupid early all the time. Like it's crazy how early this teacher is. Where are they at? You know what I mean? Like, where is this teacher at? I've been told like the teacher is supposed to come in. So the teacher comes in early. Like I've never like ever come to class when the teacher's not here or hasn't looked like the teacher's been here for months. Like has every paper unfolded, everything like completely comfortably sat into the desk, very clearly didn't just spawn in. So yeah, a couple minutes later, a face who's younger, probably 25, 30 walks into the classroom and uh, no one really recognizes him. So he very quickly says, hey class, like I wanna let you know that your teacher, uh, Mr. Stevens, he has uh, come under the weather and I will be your substitute for the day. So when it comes to substitutes, it's, it's cool because it's like, ah, oh, you got a fresh face, but you got two types of substitutes. One, who's pretty chill, and two, the other one that is so strict because they're new and they're just afraid that if they're not super strict, they're gonna be looked down upon in like the teaching community or something. Yeah, so anyways, right, uh, the teacher came in and this guy was kinda younger, we're gonna call him Mr. Davenport because that has always been the teacher name. Like for some reason, I always call these like the teachers Mr. Davenport. Anyways, Mr. Davenport looked 30, 35. So when I said 25, I was a little bit too on the younger side, which by the way, if you wanna submit stories to me, cause these are all subscriber submitted stories, all you gotta do is, is go to Instagram, look up Connor Pugs, follow me and then message me your story. You gotta be following me though, cause that's the only way you can message me or the only way I'll see your message. Little quality control right there. Plus, I do appreciate a good follow. Anyways, uh, sure enough, the subscriber kind of like notices this guy and he seems very young and cool and he, they kind of knew right away that they were getting a cool substitute. So they're all pretty excited about that. And so yeah, sure enough, they're kind of just like chilling in class and the teacher's like, hey, looks like uh, your teacher wants us to do this or whatever, right? Um, let's just, uh, I'm gonna pass it around. You guys do it at your own pace. Uh, let's do it in some group work because uh, like, you know, substitutes a lot of the time are not experts in the field that they're substituting for. A lot of time they're just given, it's always last minute, right? They're not the teacher for a reason. So they're normally given like some assignment last minute to just hand out around the class. So the teacher walks around the class handing out the assignment, right? And uh, this is when, you know, he kind of notices that the bully is kind of like I'm messing with a kid a little bit, like, you know, some kid walked in a little bit late and the bully kind of tripped him and Andrew noticed that the substitute like turned over and looked at the bully. Like gave him this long look. And the bully was kind of laughing because he just like tripped this kid a little bit. 
and he's laughing, he's laughing, and then he makes eye contact with the substitute teacher and stops laughing. The substitute teacher doesn't necessarily say anything in this moment. However, I think the bully kind of realized that like, oh, okay, I, I better chill out. I think also the bully was on less of a uh, sense of, I need to be, how do you put it? Like, the, I don't think the bully was as concerned about um, getting like about being caught or whatever because it's a substitute. What power could a substitute possibly have? Yeah, so uh, there's also a twist that you guys are not going to see coming. That's even more crazy. When the substitute was staring at the bully, at first Andrew thought it was simply just because he caught the bully doing something bad. But little did the bully know, and little did Andrew or anyone else know, that the substitute, it was much deeper than that. And no one saw it coming, and I'm willing to bet that you guys aren't going to see this twist coming either. Anyways, so they continue on with class. And I think the bully kind of made a very quick assessment of, okay, this substitute is, I can push him around. He has no authority here. I mean, the truth is substitutes really don't have that much authority. Sure, they can report you to someone, but a lot of times they're, first of all, they're so busy just dealing with a class because, you know, they're not used to dealing with classes like this. So this is kind of like new terrain for them. But also it's just kind of like a situation where uh, they could report it to someone, but it's a secondhand report they maybe don't, I don't know, like substitutes are normally pushed around a lot, which I don't think is cool, but whatever. The bully made that assumption. So anyways, the teacher, the substitute, I should say, Mr. Davenport, was kind of walking around seeing people do it in group work. And the bully was like in group work with this kid. And he was like, dude, like, are you that stupid? Do you really think that's the answer? Like, dude, are you serious right now? Like, that's ridiculous. And no one really paid much attention to what the bully was saying because this is very standard things the bully would say. The bully would continuously put down other kids. Like, this is very standard behavior. This is nothing new. And uh, the substitute teacher kind of is walking around and is overhearing this. And uh, Andrew looks on the substitute teacher's face, kind of a look of contemplating, should I intervene? Should I say something? Little did Andrew know that there's actually a lot more going on in his head while this is all happening, but you guys will learn that in just a second. So anyways, the substitute teacher does kind of like walk over and say, hey, like, uh, Mr. Bully, because they had like name tags or something because the substitute, he went around earlier and handed those out. He's like, hey, like Bully, said his actual name, but we'll say, refer to him as Bully, right? Do you maybe want to be a little more constructive uh, in your feedback to your uh, partner? I think it's like, let's, let's foster a nice environment here. And the bully's like, okay, sure, yes, I'm sorry. And as the substitute teacher's like walking away, he's like, ooh, let's, the bully says like, ooh, I'm gonna go foster a, I'm gonna go foster a good environment. I'm gonna go foster a good environment up your butt. <laughs> and would like turn to one of his minions who's like, <laughs> good one, bud. And that's when like the substitute teacher turns around, which actually was surprising to Andrew because, you know, kid makes a snide comment underneath his breath. A lot of teachers would just let that slide even if they did hear it. Maybe you get one who really feels comfortable in their job, but a lot of them, especially a substitute who's really just trying to get through the class period, if a, if a kid makes a snide comment about you, eh, you don't really care, right? You're going to let it slide. However, once again, I'm telling you guys that there's a secret that you guys don't know, and I bet you won't guess, about this substitute teacher, which relates to the bully. Anyways, though, his secret dead. I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing. Anyways, um, so the substitute teacher turns around, though, and kind of like makes eye contact with the bully. The bully is a little bit taken aback by the fact that the substitute teacher is actually like standing up to him. So he's a little bit taken aback by this. And so is Andrew. Andrew's like, I kind of just expected this guy to walk on. But the substitute teacher turns around and says, sorry, pardon, uh, what did you say? 
Yeah, so at this point, the whole class is kind of like, oh, and they all kind of stop what they're doing because not very often do the teachers actually push back on what the bully says, especially when he doesn't do anything super blatant. The bully thought he was well within his, kind of his, like, uh, standard set of actions to, like, kind of whisper this under his breath because no teachers really stood up to him when he was just whispering it under his breath. They were all like, ah, whatever, we'll just figure it out. When, when, when the time comes, we'll just figure it out. Or just, like, not even pay attention to it. So this time, it was different. If you made it this far into the video, comment bully down below. That'll be the secret word of the day, and it lets me know how many people made it this far into the video. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure that you've left a like, subscribed with notifications on, and if you're listening to this on Spotify, which YouTube viewers, these episodes are on Spotify, make sure that you've gone to my podcast and rated it five stars, followed it with notifications on, and make sure also to answer the Q&A poll down underneath this story if you're listening. It's a very quick poll. It gives me some information about just, it's a good interaction engagement community thing, so make sure to fill out that poll slash uh, question, whatever it is down there. Anyways, though, so yeah, the whole class is like, oh, wow, okay, someone's pushing back. <laughs> like, okay, they're actually pushing back. Like, someone's, at, like, it looks like this teacher is actually deciding to push back on what the spoiled kid uh, bully guy is saying. So the bully's like, what are you going to do about it, substitute? You're going to tell the teachers? Well, guess what? And the bully goes on this pretty crazy tirade, which is actually really insane. And that's when the crazy twist is revealed after he goes on this crazy tirade. Yeah, uh, real quick though, I'm gonna throw on screen in a second some people who've commented that they binge watched the videos. If you don't know, the best way to support the channel, either on YouTube or Spotify, is to sit down and watch a bunch of my YouTube videos. So comment down below how many videos you've watched today, this week, whatever, I do appreciate it. Anyways though, so the bully is like, what are you gonna do about it, Mr. Substitute? That's really all, all you are. And if you don't know, since you seem like you're new around here, whenever anyone, you know, reports me whenever I go too far and I'm reported. Well, if it goes to my parents, they just throw lawyers at it and they don't believe it, right? It really doesn't matter to them. So what are you gonna do? Tell a teacher, oh no, it's not like that hasn't happened before. It's not like that hasn't happened a thousand times before. And guess what? Nothing has happened. Mr. Substitute, I'm gonna make your life easy and I'm not gonna like cause a problem, even though I totally could. Just let me do what I'm doing. I'll let you do what you're doing and we'll have a good day. So this is like, honestly, Andrew says, one of the first times the bully has been this freaking open about how he just kind of plays the system. Because a lot of the times the bully is just like, well, kind of, he doesn't want to be this open. Like it's almost like he got too cocky and too confident to say his formula, to sell, to tell his secret sauce to everyone. Just a little bit too cocky, right? So anyways, that's when the substitute teacher says, you know, bully, I wouldn't be so confident if I were you. And this obviously for a second throws the bully off. He's like, what? And then he kind of regains his confidence thinking that, oh, well, the substitute teacher probably thinks that, you know, he has more power than he actually does. Probably thinks I can get away with a lot less than I actually can. And he's just saying this. But the substitute teacher would follow it up with something pretty crazy. and would definitely shock the bully a little bit, if not a lot. So at this point, the entire, the entire class is like, like it's getting spicy in here. So the substitute teacher goes on to reveal a truth bomb, drops a bit of knowledge that no one else sees coming. So basically, and I bet none of you guys guessed up to this point, the substitute teacher explains, he says, you know, I really don't need to do this job. 
like I am just I'm in a situation where I'm you know I'm very lucky I'm allowed to do what I want. I decide to choose teaching because I find it to be the most fulfilling. I come from a family that has a lot of money, and at this point everyone's like, "What? Like why is he saying this?" Um, and he says, "Like yeah, my dad has a, is a very successful and very prominent businessman." And he says, "You know he's allowed me to do whatever I think is best for me to do with my life, and I'm very grateful." It does not seem like you have the same gratefulness, spoil, uh, bully. And the bully's like, um, okay. And that's when the substitute teacher says, so wouldn't it be unfortunate if my dad, the number one like buyer of your dad's business, was to hear about what you were saying? At this point, the bully's like, he's like, uh-oh. So basically what the substitute teacher said is like the bully comes from a very rich family but that's because, like, the dad owns a business. And the number one buyer, like, a big buyer of this business is the dad of the substitute teacher. And I don't know exactly how the substitute teacher figured it out. I think he maybe just, maybe enough context clues. Remember when he was staring at the bully for a second? It wasn't just because this kid was, you know, bullying some other kid. But it was also because he was, like, putting the pieces together in his head. And he must have checked the like the attendance sheet to look at the last name. He must have looked up a lot of information while everyone else was doing stuff. And that's when the bully's like, um, well, um, uh, it doesn't matter. And he's like, oh, oh, really? My dad and I speak almost every single day. And he's like, uh, and he's like, you know, if I told, you know, my dad is at a point in his life where he doesn't really care as much. He does this business because he thinks so. And, you know, he has a lot of business components. He has a lot of suppliers. If I was to say that, you know, he shouldn't do business with your dad's family, then, you know, he really would. He really does trust my word on this, and it's not that big of a deal. So, I can either do that, or you can apologize to the classmate that you were, you know, going after. You can apologize to the classmate that you tripped. You can apologize to the whole class, because I'm assuming that this behavior is a constant. Am I right? And he turns to the class. The class very sheepishly nods. They want to be like, yeah, just in case, you know, the bully regains power or whatever. But they kind of agree. So the bully is very torn because now his reputation is on the line. And he's like, um, um, fine. And he stands up. He's like, I'm sorry, everybody. Oh, my God. How could I be so foolish? Uh, may I sit down now, Mr. Davenport? Mr. Davenport's like, yes, you may. At this point, the bully sits down. He's like, whatever, man, like. Okay, once the substitute teacher leaves, I can once again do whatever I want to do. And that's when the substitute says, and by the way, class, I'll be writing my number on the board. This is my personal number. If the bully ever does anything else bad to you guys, text me personally, and I'll make sure that my dad hears about it. And that's when the bully just, like, gets absolutely destroyed. Because his plan was just to be like, okay, well, once you leave, bud, I'm going to go back to what I'm doing. But now the bully was checkmated. If he did anything, it wouldn't be the, the teachers, it wouldn't be his parents. Well, it would be his parents, but indirectly. It wouldn't be anything else of the system that he had just perfectly kind of like figured a way around. It would now be a checkmate that not even he, the grandmaster of his own bullying game, could get out of. We're going to call the subscriber who submitted the next spoiled kid story, Gerald. So anyways, right, in the subscribers class, there was this spoiled kid. And this spoiled kid was the kid who, like, the spoiled kid who just never gets told no. This kid is always, like, the type of kid who's babied in every situation. His parents are like, oh, you know, this is my, 
my sweetheart. And there's nothing wrong with like, I don't know, liking your child. That's definitely not what I'm saying. But what I'm trying to say is that like, I, I, I don't know, like a little bit too much, like way too much on the babying side. And honestly, man, like sometimes you got to set boundaries for your kids. You can't let your kids set boundaries for you. You already know how it is. So yeah, sure enough, right? The subscriber, um, there's this kid in his class who we're going to call the spoiled kid. And all you really got to know is this kid is like super just like entitled and spoiled and has basically never been told no in his life. So this kid also, the spoiled kid, also really loves Minecraft. Minecraft is a pretty cool game. I'm a big fan of Minecraft myself. I mean, Minecraft is like one of the games I grew up on, one of the games I played a lot over the 2020 period, obviously the background for basically every single one of my videos, and while it's been a second since I've logged on to play it, some of this gameplay is a little bit old, I'll be getting fresh gameplay soon, uh, just give me a second, um, it's still a really great game, and there's nothing wrong with liking Minecraft, I think it's a great game, however, it just happens to be that this spoiled kid is also hyper-obsessed with Minecraft in like a unhealthy way. So this kid, right, you know, one day he comes into class and he came into class carrying a foam diamond sword. I don't know if you guys ever got these for your birthday or as presents or whatever, but there's these like diamond sword type things, which is if you don't play Minecraft, it is like one of the best swords in the game until the netherite sword came around. The diamond sword was like the best game for the, the best thing in the game for the longest time. You don't even need to be a big fan of Minecraft to know that the diamond sword diamonds are just like the thing to get. Now it's like technically netherite ingots, but in my heart and in the hearts of many, it will always be diamonds are number one. So anyways, they make these diamond swords that are foam and they're toys and it's like not an actual sword. But one day the spoiled kid brings in this diamond sword into class. And so he drags it in and he's like, he just starts like he walks into class and immediately, right, Gerald already knows that, like, the spoiled kid's about to be up to some nonsense. Not just because that's what the spoiled kid does every single day, but you just had a sense. You had a gut feeling. Yeah, so you kind of just knew. You kind of just had a gut feeling that that's just kind of how it goes. So anyways, right, sure enough, the uh, subscriber, he just kind of knows that, yeah, the spoiled kid's about to be up to some nonsense today. Like, don't even tell, like, ask me how I know. These are my freaking spidey senses. The sixth scent is telling me that yeah, um, the spoiled kid's about to do something stupid, stupid today. He's about to do something ridiculous, something pretty crazy, I already know. So anyways, the spoiled kid comes into class, and so the teacher's trying to teach class, as usual, and all of a sudden you hear a smack, smack, smack. <laughs> you look over, and the spoiled kid is literally smacking some other kid with his foam diamond sword. And look, don't get me wrong, it's a foam diamond sword. So he's not about to be cutting some kid in half like this is some horror movie or something, right? He's just slapping them with the foam sword, which is literally bending on impact. But it's still kind of annoying because the spoiled kid's slapping pretty hard. And the kid's like, stop. So the teacher turns around and is like, spoiled kid, like, what are you doing? And the spoiled kid's like, I'm fighting the end of the wagon right now. Boop, 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 boop. And he's like, keep slapping this kid. He's like, spoiled kid. You're, you're not allowed to have toys in class. And also, if you're, especially if you're using those toys, to attack your other classmates. Now, come up here right now and give me the toy. And the spoiled kid's like, um, I'm not giving you anything. I'm not giving you the diamond sword. It's not happening. And the reason it's not happening is because I needed to defeat the Ender Dragon. Clearly. Clearly. I do not understand the basic math and science, man. I need, to, I, I need a diamond sword to defeat the Ender Dragon. And the entire class is looking at this kid like, oh, brother, this guy stinks. Yeah, so 
the teacher's like, no, we're not playing games. Give me the toy. I'll give it to the end. Of, I'll give it to you at the end of class, which honestly is, I'm not going to lie. That's like a pretty, that's a pretty good deal. You're caught in class with a toy that you're not supposed to have and you're smacking some other kid with it, which like that would probably be grounds for the teacher to take that toy away forever, right? He's going to give it back to you at the end of class. Like it's a pretty good deal. And the spoiled kid's like, no, never. You will never take my diamond sword away from me. I know the powers it possesses. So obviously this, the teacher's like, okay, I'm coming over here to take it from you. And the spoiled kid's like, no, you must be one of the uh, servants of the Enderdwagon. And the spoiled kid starts running around just like slapping random people with the diamond sword like, Enderdwagon away, Enderdwagon away. You are also a servant of the Enderdwagon. Whap, 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 whap. And it's just like going back and forth and bump, 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 bump. Yeah, so at this point, right, the subscriber's like, oh, jeez. <laughs> like, oh, no, bro. Like, uh, yeah, okay. And the teacher is getting angrier and angrier. So eventually, the teacher has the spoiled kid kind of like cornered in the corner of the classroom. He's like, give me, the, give me that toy right now. And if you don't give it to me this very second, I'm sending you to the principal's office. Yeah, so sure enough, right, the subscriber's like, okay, like, now the spoiled kid is probably going to chill out. And the spoiled kid is like, I'm giving you to a count of three to let me go back to my seat with my diamond sword, or I will attack you as if you are the Ender Dwagon as well. And the teacher's like, what? What are you saying? Give me that toy right now. And then the spoiled kid is like, one. And the teacher's like, I'm not playing games with you, son. Two. And the spoiled kid's like, don't make me do this, teacher. And the teacher reaches in to grab the diamond sword. And the spoiled kid's like, fwee. And so the spoiled kid, his plan was just to hit the teacher with the diamond sword, which would have probably got him in a lot of trouble, even more than he already was about to be in. But the spoiled kid accidentally like swung, like he swung too far. So instead of trying to aim for the tip of his diamond sword to hit the teacher in the face, he like swung the handle to hit in the teacher's face, which happened to be where, cause he was holding onto the sword super tightly. So what actually ended up happening was the handle hit the teacher in the face, which is also foam. However, he has gripped the handle so tight. How's it going everyone? Today we got a story time of probably the most spoiled kid ever. Like genuinely one of the most spoiled kids to ever exist. And this story is absolutely insane. I know for a fact you will enjoy it, so leave a like on the video right now. And if you leave a like on the video at this very second, you will actually receive your very own custom free nothing. Yeah, you'll receive nothing if you leave a like. So limited time offer, definitely leave a like. Subscribe to the channel if you are new with post notifications on. With that being said, let's just jump right into it. So we're going to call the subscriber who submitted this story, Will. So anyways, right... There was a new kid, a new kid coming into the sixth grade. Basically, this kid moved into the neighborhood. So because he moved into the neighborhood, he needed to like leave his old school and go into the new school, right? And uh, I guess this kid who we're going to call Ben. And by the way, to all the new people who recently found the channel, if you don't, re if you haven't picked up on it already, I always kind of call the secondary character, which happens to be kind of like the antagonist a lot of the time. I just call him Ben because back in the day I was trying to think of names and I wasn't creative like multiple days in a row. And eventually it just stuck that I just called the guy Ben. So yeah, no, this is not the same guy. He like This kid does not exist in all my stories. I just want to make that clear. So we're going to call the spoiled kid who... By the way, the subscriber at this point did not know was a spoiled kid. We're going to call him Ben. So anyways, right, Ben's parents uh, must have gone on a Facebook group or so, I don't know how they exactly figured this out, but somehow they figured out uh, that Will 
was a, was a kid who lived in the neighborhood and also went to the school that their son Ben was about to be enrolled in. Maybe they posted something on Facebook, kind of very general, or I, I don't know. Look, I'm not going to go, go into speculating how they figured it out. But one way or another, Ben's parents, a.k.a. the Spoil Kid's parents, reached out to Will's parents, introduced themselves as, hey, we recently just moved into the neighborhood. Our son is going to be enrolled in you know the public school in our area. Uh, and I would re- it'd be really cool if we could have you guys, or it'd be great if we could have you guys over for dinner so that our sons can meet and that my son doesn't have to go into the school year not knowing a single soul. Like he'll at least know one person, which is actually super fair and actually makes a lot of sense in my opinion. Like if, especially when you go into like a school and you're and not everyone there is new, like when everyone starts in kindergarten, like you're all going in not really knowing people. Maybe you know a few people from the neighborhood or something, or maybe you grew up with some people, but you're kind of under the assumption of, okay, we can all make friends. But generally, it's always really hard to kind of make friends when everyone else has already made friends in a sense. I mean, it's very doable. It happens all the time. But this is actually pretty smart. So anyways, um, Will, the subscriber, when his mom told him about this, was fairly open to the idea because you guys got to remember that there is no indication that Ben is actually a spoiled brat in this situation. Like, there's no indication of that yet. I mean, soon you'll see it's, like, super obvious and it's really bad and he actually gets exposed in front of everyone, but I don't want to spoil exactly how that happens as it's, it's a really good ending. I know you guys will enjoy it. So, yeah, anyways, the day eventually comes. It's Friday night, mid-August, or not mid-August. They'd be back in school probably by then. Early August, late July, whatever. And so he gets in the car, they drive over, and so their neighborhood has multiple parts to it. Like, there's kind of the, what I'm trying to say is there's like a kind of like a gated community on the very end of their neighborhood, which is barely even considered to be part of the neighborhood, but I think is technically zoned as part of the neighborhood or something. But Ben, or sorry, uh, Will, the subscriber, has literally never even been in this area before because you need like a key card to get in and to have a key card, you need to be a resident or you need to like, if you have a residency there, you need to like submit an application for like, I don't know, a relative or someone who frequently visits your house to get a key card. Like it was super, super selective and it was a super, super expensive neighborhood. So Will already kind of knew that Ben's parents, you know, they were doing pretty well in the bank department, if you know what I mean, just by the fact that they were entering this neighborhood for really the first time ever. I think Will's parents had gone like in once before for some reason, but Will has never been in, his parents really have never been in maybe once or twice or something, but they both kind of real, because like, uh, like Will's mom didn't even like notice like the fact that they were in this gated neighborhood. She kind of just plugged in the address into the GPS or Waze or whatever, and it just, she didn't even realize until they got to the gates. Anyway, so when this happens, they arrive at the gates and then they realize, oh wait, we don't have a card or anything to get in. So normally when these situations, I think you can just call a resident, which is what they do when they get in. I don't know if this is universally true, but I know at least in this situation and probably in other situations, if you call a resident, like you don't need a key card, like I bet, because like residents are going to have random people pull up to their house. Like this is a very common situation. You have friends pull up who aren't in the neighborhood. They got to get in somehow. So anyways, so they get there and, uh, you know, uh, sorry, what's his name? Will. Will's mom is like, oh, shoot. Like, I didn't even realize that they were in this neighborhood. So she picks up the phone and calls Ben's mom. Thankfully, Ben's mom must have just been on her phone or had her phone nearby because she picks up immediately and is like, hey, like, how's it going? Like, arrive here good? And she's like, oh, uh, we just made it to the gates. And Ben's mom's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. 
like, I'm still getting used to this neighborhood. Um, I just moved in. You're not the first person I've forgotten to, you know, give like the temporary passcode to or have scheduled in that you're coming. Like, I'm so sorry. Honestly, not that big of a deal. Like, it would have been a big deal if she was like, Will's mom was waiting there for like an hour or something and it's actually an issue. But honestly, since you're freshly into a neighborhood like this, like I know personally, I'm forgetful with everything. So I could totally see not being used to this and just absolutely forgetting. Anyways, though, so eventually right after Ben's mom calls up the person working the thing and saying like, hey, this person, this is the person, like you can let them in. Person at, at the gate asks for like a flash of ID and it matches up, whatever. So they let them in. So anyways, uh, Will and his parents, or I guess just his mom, I don't think his dad showed up, or I didn't hear about his dad, so maybe the dad was there and has played zero role, which could very well be true. But anyways, let's just say Will and his mom were driving in, and they were just like looking around at the houses. And there's a reason why this is a gated community, bro. Like, the houses were at least like five times at a minimum. Like, the, 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 the cheapest looking house was at least five times as expensive as Will's house and the average house in the neighborhood, because Will lived in a pretty average house in the, a pretty average neighborhood, right? Like, Will's parents did fine, like very just like normal standard American, right? So anyways, they kind of pull up and they re the ways direction type thing brings them all the way to like the end of this gated community. And it's kind of funny. It was like the more expensive the house, the farther back it was. So it was almost like a gradient of like more and more and more expensive the farther you went back on the slider or whatever. It's pretty funny. Anyway, so eventually they make it to the very end of the neighborhood, which like with probably the one of two one of the two most expensive houses there. And yeah, sure enough, um, yeah, that's that's the house that Ben was in. The one of the two most expensive houses. And okay, so one thing I will say, and I have to say this in almost every spoiled kid video, just because your parent, just because a person's parents have a lot of money or even an above average amount of money does not necessarily make them a spoiled kid. Being a spoiled kid is honestly just how you act. Like your parents could literally have an average amount of money or even be broke, but if you have the mentality of a spoiled kid, you could still be a spoiled kid without even being physically spoiled. You know what I mean? Anyways, though, so Ben kind of, or sorry, uh, Will kind of makes a remark to his mom real quick being like, whoa. This is actually a crazy house. So they pull up into the driveway and a woman opens up the door and walks out to greet them. Assumably, or assume, it's assumed that it's Ben's mom and it turns out to be. So they walk up to the front door. She welcomes them, them in or whatever. And they walk in and uh, so Will sees Ben sitting in their kind of living room area and he's on his phone, whatever. Ben kind of looks up quickly. He's like, yo, what's up? And then looks down immediately. Which at first, Will kind of like brushed off as him being shy or him being, I don't know, just like kind of like anxious and being on his phone instead. Which, by the way, guys, if you're in a social gathering situation, and especially if you're trying to make friends, probably one of the worst things you can do is just be on the phone. It's like when, you know that meme of like, oh, when the baddies pull up and you whip out your count, your weather app and you figure out like exactly the temperature it's going to be in Hawaii seven years from now or something. Yeah, it's kind of like the same situation here. However, what it actually was, which, you know, Will kind of assumed after the fact, was Ben had just no intention of talking to one of the pores, right? Which uh, sounds like, whoa, that came, kind of came out of left field. You guys will see in just a second that that is exactly what he was thinking low-key. Anyways, though, so Will's mom, or sorry, Ben's mom was like, hey, so uh, dinner's actually going to be ready sooner than we expected, uh, I just, you know, I, I didn't time it right. So, you know, sorry, Ben and Will, you guys are not going to have the most time together before dinner, which in Will's mind was like, yeah, okay, whatever. 
Like, I'm pretty hungry anyways, so this is this is not the worst deal ever. So he sits down on the couch. Well, actually, he sits down on a chair across from the couch, and uh, Ben's mom and Will's mom go both go into the kitchen. I don't know what they're talking about, but what's important now is what Will and Ben are talking about. So Will's like, what's up, man? Like, how's it going? Like, what's your name? He looks up and he says, Ben, and then looks right back down at his phone. Will's like, in his head, he's like, okay. This is not the greatest start, but maybe he's just really nervous. But Will kind of deep down realized that, or just thought that that wasn't the case. Because, yeah, he was on his phone, which is kind of a sign of, like, not wanting to interact, which could be, like, if you're nervous or whatever. It's definitely a very easy cop-out. Um, but none of his, the rest of his body language <laughs> indicated kind of a very calm, collected, not nervous. You know, like, he wasn't, like, fidgeting his leg. He wasn't, like, kind of shrunk. Like, he was very much, like, his body language showed that, like, he was, felt like he was in control of the situation. Obviously, I can't read this kid's mind, but as you'll see in a second, it's pretty likely that this kid very much just didn't feel like talking to Will. And this whole thing that was constructed just on Ben's mom's idea and definitely not Ben's idea. Anyway, so they have a little bit of a conversation, but it is such a brutally forced conversation. Like, Will is like, so, where did you live before? And Ben would answer in, like, literally just, like, one, re- one word response, or I guess, like, one phrase. Like, they would be, they wouldn't even be full sentences, just be like, uh, Louisiana, or, uh, Nebraska. He'd just say, like, one location, whatever. And then Will would be like, okay, cool, like, uh, have you met anyone else in the neighborhood? No. Uh, have you been to the mall? No. Well, there's these really cool places in the mall. You should go to these places. Dead silence. So, do you have any pets? No. And then you see, like, a dog walk by. Like, it's such an awful conversation, which Will is then very excited to hear um, Ben's mom say, hey, guys, like, dinner. I hate to rip you away, but it's dinner time. And in Will's mind, he's like, rip me away? Like, bro, you're not ripping me away from anything. Don't worry about it. Like, literally, don't worry about it, dude. You're good. I'm not being ripped away from anything. Yeah, so anyways, right, they eventually make it to the table, and they sit down, and Ben's mom and Will's mom actually have pretty decent chemistry, or, or at least, like, I don't know, I feel like moms might hate each other, but even if they hate, okay, let me rephrase that. Even moms that hate each other and have nothing in common can seem the most excited to see each other. Like, I, I swear, it's like, oh, like, a mom might be like, oh, I really don't like this mom. And they see each other, they're like, oh, my God, it's blah, blah, blah. Like, I, I swear, that actually happens so often. So I don't really know how much that, <laughs> I don't, I honestly don't know how much that has to say. But, uh, yeah, there's zero chemistry between Will and Ben. So anyways, they sit down, and it's, it's, it's a pretty nice meal. I mean, it's kind of what you expect at this point. It's a fairly nice meal. And they kind of sit down, they're talking, whatever. And uh, so Will's mom... Is kind of doing the very standard mom thing in the situation, asking Ben a lot of questions, which, as she should, like, it makes a lot of sense. The conversation should now be about Ben, right? It, it just makes a lot of sense for that to happen. Uh, anyways, though, so Will's is, or sorry, Ben is just not really responding. Like, he is ducking half the questions, giving really crappy responses, kind of the same quality of responses as Will, or to Will, like that he gave to Will, but for some reason, it was almost somehow worse. Like, he would actually just, like, n- towards the end, he would just, like, stop. And by the way, I mean, like, a couple-minute period towards the end. Towards the end of a couple minutes of, like, Will's mom asking questions, he would just straight up, like, not answer them. <laughs> and Ben's mom would very, like, awkwardly be like, oh, haha, yeah, Ben, blah, blah, blah. Like, it, it, like she'd be like, oh, like, how did you like the school you are at before? Or something like that. And 
Ben would just look at her and then look down at his food and take a bite. And Ben's mom would be like, ah, yeah, yeah, no, he loved it. Ah. Like, she, he would just very awkwardly come in at the very apparent, like, sn- like it's very apparent that he was, uh, that Ben was fading these questions. Um, and Ben's mom had to, like, step in. And, like, the dynamic was getting weirder and weirder by the moment. But what you're about to hear is actually insane. Like, this is, like, up until this point, the story has been kind of whatever. Or, I mean, I, if this was the only bit of the story, like, kid is kind of a jerk and he's rich, then no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell the story. It just wouldn't be good enough to tell on the channel. But this is, like, going full mask off. Ben actually, I think, has a complete lapse of judgment for what he's about to do. It's actually insane. Anyways, though, so Ben eventually, after being asked another question by Will's mom, which, yeah, Will's mom was being a little insistent. She was being persistent. Like, she was, I don't know, like, true, fair. But at the same time, like, what do you expect, man? Like, genuinely, what do you expect here? So that's when Ben turns to his mom and is like, Mom, I'm done interacting with the pores for the night. You talk from now on out. And it, it just, you could hear a needle drop in the room. It goes dead silent. Yeah, so anyways, right, uh, dead silent. And at this point, Will is just like, <laughs> it's like, oh, oh my God, okay. Because, like, Will really wasn't contributing that much to the conversation. He was just like, whatever, at this point. And then it's just like, what? he said, what? So at this point, uh, Ben's mom just, like, freezes. And you can tell that her demeanor completely changed from, like, ah, oh, hey, guys, whatever, this is going to be so awesome, this is going to be so great, to, like, damage control mode activated, beep, boop. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's just, like, dead silent for a second. And Will's mom, a mix, it kind of has a feeling of a mix of, like, majorly offended, which makes sense. And then also a mix of, I definitely heard that wrong, which also makes sense. I feel like if I was in this situation, I'd be like, oh, yeah, he probably said something else. Like, realistically, he definitely said something else. Like, he didn't just come on and just turn to his mom and be like, yo, I'm not talking to the poor's anymore referring to me, right? Yeah. No, 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 no. That definitely just didn't happen, but I heard it with my ears, and last time I checked my hearing, it was pretty good. Yeah, so they were kind of in a very tense situation. Instead of, so I, I think there have been, like, a few other situations where a spoiled kid has spoken out and, like, said something insane, and a parent has tried to make up for it by being like, oh, hi, isn't my son so funny? Ha ha. No. In this situation, the mom kind of realized that there's no damage control that she could have done maybe maybe because it was so clear what he said that she couldn't and it, it was such a non-joking clear tone that it really obviously like she couldn't like maybe she thought she couldn't get herself out of it but maybe also because in the past or something when she's tried to clean it up the son the spoiled kid has i don't know gone gone ahead and said like no like i actually meant that screw the pores i own you all or something like that i, I don't know anyway so for some reason the mom's like hey um, Will and Will's mom, could I, could I talk to you for a second in the living room? So very weird. They all get up from the dinner table besides Ben, who's on his phone. So she's like, look, I was really hoping that my son would be in a better mood today. Uh, obviously he's not, uh, he's been under a lot of stress from, uh, moving. Um, I know what he just said, but please. And then she turns to Will. Ben's mom turns to Will is like, please next week or maybe a couple weeks, I don't know exactly, whenever they're going back to school, please do not bring this up to new people. I'm going to make sure he's ready and good by the time he gets there. I'm going to de-stress if I'm going to make sure he doesn't... I just want him to go in with a clean slate. You don't have to be friends with him. You don't have to hang out with him. I was really hoping tonight would go different. But the only thing I ask is just please don't tell people about this. 
She's like, I'm so sorry. Like, you know, my son has a lot of developmental issues or like a lot of like issues. I don't know exactly what classified, but dude, if you're calling people poor, it's like you definitely have issues, right? So she's like, my son's got a lot of issues, something we're working on. Please just like, you can, you can choose to leave now or finish your meal. I, I don't really care. Just please don't talk to people about this. So anyways, Will's mom turns to Will and says like, okay, like Will, let's, let's go back to the table. Let's finish our meal and then we'll go back home. And Will's like, okay. So they go back to the table. It's very weird. And they finish up their meal. And as they're leaving, Ben's mom is like, Will, please, please take it to heart. Please don't tell anyone. I just want my son to have a chance. He obviously wasn't ready yet, but he will be in a couple weeks. And Will is not a fan of Ben, doesn't like Ben, and really doesn't like what he said to his own mom. Like, very offensive. But Will also is like, I, I don't want to make a problem for this kid. Obviously, like, even if it's the mom's fault that this kid turned out this way, it seems as if she's trying to turn things around. So... I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be that guy making things more difficult. So Will's like, yo, you got my word. I'm not gonna be the one who says anything. And then he also says, look, if your son says stuff at school, I'm not gonna stop the rumors. I'm not gonna lie about them, but I will specifically, and he was very clear, I will specifically not mention this. And she's like, Oh, that's all I ask. Thank you so much. Anyways, right, so Will and his mom get back in the car. And they kind of just have a conversation about how insane that interaction was. Just kind of how ridiculous that whole thing was. And she's like, wow, that kid just called us pores. And Will's like, yeah, I know. And she's like, so, like, are you going to, like, tell people about that interaction when you get back to school? And Will's like, as much as I kind of want to because it's a really funny story, no, because I did specifically tell that mom I'm not going to. Will's mom's like, look, I recommend, um, I, I do recommend that you don't do that because you did give that woman your word. However, I'm not, I, uh, look, she's like, I'll be straight up. I'll turn a blind eye. Like if you do something, Will's like, okay, I'm not going to be doing anything, but okay, cool. So anyways, let's jump ahead towards when they go back to school. A couple weeks later, school starts up for the first time. And sure enough, Ben shows up. Will wasn't even sure if they were going to, like, show up, if Ben was even going to show up, because, like, maybe just was determined that he wasn't prepared for, like, other people. I don't know how else to say it, man. Like, just simply was not prepared to deal with other people. I don't know. Anyways, though, so, yeah, he shows up, and very first class, and this is, by the way, Ben immediately owns himself, so (laughs) get strapped in for that. Um, But anyways, very first class, they all sit, they all sit together, whatever, uh, the teacher's like, hey, everyone, welcome to the school, like, uh, or welcome back to a lot of you guys, and also welcome to the few of you here that I see are new. Uh, they had, this was like, I think like a homeroom type class, so maybe like 30 people there, and there's like two or three that were new, including Ben. And uh, so he's like, all right, I'm going to have everyone go around and introduce themselves and give a fun fact about themselves. So people go around, and they say their names. And I've personally always kind of disliked the fun fact type thing. Like, I've always kind of disliked giving a fun fact because I feel like if my fact is too fun, I don't feel like talking about it. Like, for for example, really my fun fact would be I run a YouTube channel with almost 800K at this point. Like, I, I, don't, I don't want people to know that. Like, I genuinely go out of my way to make sure that people don't find out. And if they do, if they question me, I'm going to be like, yeah, sure, whatever. Like, this is me. But I just don't like presenting myself with that. So then all of a sudden it's like, okay, I don't want a fact that's too fun. 
And, but a fact that isn't too fun is normally super boring. And I usually go with that, like, oh, I have a dog. And everyone's like, oh, okay, whatever. Like, I don't know. I, that's personally why I don't like the game. Anyways, though, so people are going around. They're saying a name, saying something kind of boring and stupid. Um, up until uh, Ben goes, he's like, hi. Like, he's like, hey, my name's Ben. Not really paying attention, whatever. He's like, my fun fact is my dad owns a yacht. <laughs> what? Yeah, so just not the fun fact that you'd want to lead with. Like, you, even if your dad does own a yacht, which, by the way, if your dad owns a yacht, feel free to, like, drop me a super chat in the comment section. Like, if you want to give a super thanks, uh, if your dad owns a yacht, then, like, that'd be kind of cool. Anyways, though, uh, yeah, to prove you're not spoiled, give me money. Uh-huh, yeah. Anyways, though, so, yeah, uh, sure enough, people are kind of, like, a couple people, like, gave a little bit of a laugh, like, but then people realized he was dead serious because he wasn't like, ha yeah, whatever, I'm joking, guys. Or he didn't say it in a joking manner. People slowly realized, oh, this kid's being legit. So in just a second, Ben is about to expose himself to everyone in the class, and it's actually really funny that he couldn't even laugh last a day. But real quick, if you made it this far into the video, I'd like you to comment spoiled down below. That will be the secret word of the day, and if you comment spoiled, I will know that you made it this far into the video, which is a lot of watch time, and it really helps me out, so I appreciate it. By the way, if you're listening to this on Spotify, make sure you've rated the podcast five stars and that you've answered the poll slash Q&A, whatever question that pops up. And also, finally, if you made it this far into the video, there's a chance that you've been binge watching these videos, aka sitting down either on YouTube or Spotify or a combination and just watching a bunch of these videos in a row. And if you don't know, one of the best things you can do for my channel, it helps me out the most is when you guys sit down and watch a bunch of my videos in a row or watch one of my very long compilation videos, which essentially is doing the same thing. Please comment down below if you do that, and then also let me know in the comment section what you were doing while binge-watching the videos. Like, are you playing video games? Are you trying to go to sleep? Are you just, just background noise? I'm super curious. Like, are you operating a forklift? Is a joke I made in the last one, but who knows, man. Anyways, though, so they're in class. And after going around and introducing with a name and a fun fact, the teacher then decides to kind of press the new students a little bit more on some information, saying like, hey, like you, you knew, I have you down as like new on the sheet, so let's have the rest of the people get to know you a little bit better. So she's like, hey, I want you to uh, tell me a little bit about where you are from, uh, your hobbies, uh, so that people, if they, if you hear, and then she's like, Hey class, if, if you hear like a hobby that you have in common, feel free to go up to them after class and talk to them. It's actually not a bad idea. Like having the new kids say a lot of general information about themselves so that kids can, so the kids that want to like become friends with people or the new kids can go in with like a bit more information to go on. Like if someone says, I love star Wars. And like, for example, I go up to them and be like, Hey, how did you think about the new Ahsoka series? And then we could have a conversation from there. Like, that's a good, it's actually a pretty good idea. Anyways, though, so the first kid goes and he goes through a long list or whatever, but eventually it comes around to Ben, the spoiled kid. And Ben whips out a classic line. He looks at the teacher. <laughs> oh my God, dude. He says, I'm done talking to you brokies. And he goes on, he whips out his phone. And the teacher's just like, huh? <laughs> like everyone, everyone in the class is just like slack jawed at this point. Like, dude actually is, like, playing a freaking character, bro. Bro watched one Andrew Tate short and is now calling everyone brokies because they don't have a massive trust fund dad, bro. Like, that's actually, that's actually the funniest thing I've ever heard. So the teacher's like, excuse me? And, like, at this point, Ben starts getting mad. He stands up. He's like, yeah, I don't want to have to talk to you brokies anymore. I only want to be surrounded by people who have been the, the, the true ones that uh, it, it kind of goes on this, like, rampage about how his father could buy all of them and then still have more money left over than, like, a small country. 
that all of them are useless little drone minion Russian serfs to him and that he owns all of them and that they're not even worth a second of his time and he storms out of class. Ben, from that point on, right, Ben, from that point on, never shows up to class again. In fact, uh, so he obviously, Will goes back home, tells his mom, oh my God, you're not going to believe this. So she's like, oh wow, that's crazy. And she's like following um, uh, Ben's mom's Facebook and about a month later sees a new post from Ben's mom's Facebook. Like, just moved in and it's a photo of an entirely new house in an entirely new neighborhood in an entirely new state. Literally, her son lasted one day, one day before basically, or really like two minutes before having a breakdown because he's around the pores too much. And they moved to a new state to try this all over again. And I honestly wouldn't be surprised if he pulled the same shenanigans at this new school and immediately dropped out one second in because he smells broke around him. Yeah, moral of the story is don't be a spoiled kid. Leave a like on the video right now and help me out and watch another video like the one on screen. And peace. How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to a brand new video. Today, we got a story time of a spoiled kid who destroys the entire zoo. Uh, yeah, so the spoiled kid thought that he was an actual genius and an expert at the zoo and that he knew a lot more than the zookeeper. And let's just say that that is not how it went down. So yeah, leave a like on the video right now to claim your free nothing. Subscribe with notifications if you are new. And with that being said, let's just jump right into it. So we're going to call the subscriber who submitted this story, Kevin. Anyways, so Kevin and his class were going on a school trip to the zoo. This was a trip that, like, the seventh grade always went every single year, so Kevin and his friends were pretty excited. Kevin always did like the zoo, and he, like, would go with his parents, and he just was pretty excited to go with the boys, right? So they're riding over, and as they're riding over, Kevin's sitting with his friend, we'll call him Ben, and the teacher's going around saying, all right, class, we're making it pretty close to the zoo, so I just want to go over a few things. Like, first of all, like... Make sure to stick with your buddy. Second of all, remember, we have a lunch break at 12, so you'll have to, like, just make sure that you're there for that. Um, and also, finally, do whatever the zookeeper slash tour guide tells us to do. We are guests in their house, uh, and they definitely know better than us. So if they tell you to do something, you just got to do it. I really don't care if it doesn't make sense. You just got to do it. A little bit of foreshadowing for later on. But anyways, all these rules made a lot of sense to Kevin, so he was like, yeah, of course. And eventually, they pulled up to the zoo. They all got out in kind of a single-file line, and the tour guide was waiting for them at the entrance. Anyway, so Kevin and all of his classmates are led over by his teacher. The tour guide's like, hey, guys, like, welcome to the so-and-so area zoo. Like, I'm so excited for you guys to be here. My name is tour guide uh, Will. My name is tour guide Will. Uh, you can call me that. And uh, yeah, uh, before I let you guys go off into the zoo area, we got to have a little bit of a safety demonstration beforehand. I promise you it's going to be nice and quick. So just come on into the visitor center. We'll step over to the side and we'll go over it quickly. So anyways, right at this point, Kevin's pretty excited and he just kind of goes on in with the rest of the class because he knows after this kind of safety demonstration, he's going to be able to go around the zoo and meet all the cool animals. Kevin, though, overhears this kid who we're going to call the spoiled kid be like, he's talking to this other kid and be like, well, actually, I am an expert in zoo and everything zoology. Uh, one might say that I'm actually an expert in this field, which like, bro, you're literally in seventh grade. You're an expert in nothing besides maybe Fortnite and like fumbling girls. I don't know, bro. That's at least what I was in seventh grade. I mean, you guys probably know my stories of me in seventh grade. 
committing the most ha- the most heinous acts of fail like just the most simp the most heinous acts of simp ever and just the most fumbling fumbling of all time uh but that's not today's story that'll be either a special anniversary story or like when i hit a million subs or something i'll do a compilation of all my worst moments personally anyways though yeah bro you're not an expert at zoology let's be real here Anyways, right, so they all walk into the auditorium-type place, or the kind of like the visitor center-type place, and so they walk in there, and so the tour guide's like, all right, guys, gather around, gather around. Um, we just have to go over something really quick, just some, just the rules you have to follow when you're in the zoo, and then I'm going to let you guys free. Uh, your instructor reminded me to tell you that you all got to be back here at 12. There are big clocks all around the zoo, and you can, all, all, you can always ask any ranger or any any zoo worker for the time. Just got to make sure you're back here in this visitor center um, by 12 for your lunch. There's also maps that are that are kind of placed all around and it'll tell you where you are and you, you probably won't be getting lost around here. It's not too big of a zoo as well. Anyways, let's just jump into a few of the safety features. So anyways, right, uh, this is not the first time that um, Kevin has heard all of these safety instructions before. So he's kind of tuning out a little bit. So he's kind of going through the rules of the park or whatever. So it's, uh, you can't, so it's like you can't leave the park uh, until everyone does. So you can't like leave the exit. Well, that might just be a school rule. I don't think it's a normal rule. I think you're allowed to leave the park whenever you want if you're like a fully functioning adult. However, since they're with the school, they, you know, the tour guide, tour guide Will decided to say that. But this is where things got interesting. So tour guide Will is like, all right, guys, so you also might have brought snacks with you. You can also buy snacks here. But a really, really important rule is you guys cannot be feeding the animals. You guys cannot be feeding the animals at this park. You can't be taunting them with the food. You can't be throwing the food in there. You can't not be handing them the food. You can't do any of that under any circumstances. The only people who are allowed to feed the animals are the park staff here. Is that understood, everyone? Let me hear a, I understand, park ranger will. And you hear this kind of mumbling of, I understand, I understand, park ranger. Like all the kids saying it at once, right? But one kid did not say anything. One kid, instead of responding, crossed his arms. And that was the spoiled kid, who is apparently a zoologist. He was an expert in zoo studies. He actually is more knowledgeable than the park ranger and anyone who knew, anyone else on the planet has not even a speck of knowledge compared to his vast quantity of information stored in his cranium about zoo and zoology. Yeah, so anyways, right, uh, the park ranger Will was about to go on to the next thing he was going to say, whatever that was. Maybe there's just another rule or something, but more maybe he was just about to let them go. But that's when the spoiled kid raises his hand, and the park ranger, not really expecting any questions because it's been pretty straightforward so far, but is always open to questions, is like, uh, yeah, a little guy in the back, what's up? And it's the spoiled kid, and the spoiled kid says, well, actually, um... What what happens if I want to feed the animals? And the park ranger is he's not stunned like he's not st- he's too stunned to speak. No, he's just like uh, didn't respond right away because um, I don't know. It's just kind of a like if your question is someone says you can't do something and then you say well but what if I want to 
well, bro, you probably were gonna, like, probably the reason you feed the animals in the first place is because you want to feed the animals. It's not like one of the lions has, like, a med- like a gun to your head, and that's why you're feeding the animals. Like, bro, you're clearly feeding the animals because you want to. So, yeah, of course, dude. Like, yeah, I get, like, of course, you're gonna, that's why you want to do it. Um, so, that really wouldn't change anything, man. Oh, like, you can't rob the store. But, uh, officer, I really want to. Oh, well, then go ahead. You should have just said that. Like, bro, obviously, that's not going to get you out of it. And what planet, like, literally, what planet does that make any sense at all? Anyways, though, so, yeah, sure enough, the subscriber kind of just is like, bro, what? And some of the other kids are, like, not paying attention, but the kids that are paying attention are kind of like, I don't know, I think they're laughing a little bit because it's like kind of a funny response, even though they didn't realize the spoiled kid was completely serious in his response. So yeah, sure enough, right, the subscribers kind of watches as the uh, the park ranger Will is like, oh, well, uh, buddy, I'm, I'm sorry, but that doesn't really change the situation here. You see, no one, whether they want to or don't want to, can feed the animals. The only people who can feed the animals at this park are the rangers or anyone or any of the employees here who've been trained properly. And the spoil kid's like, well, actually, I'd like you to know that I am really knowledgeable in uh, zoo studies, and I believe that I am allowed to feed the animals because of my vast quantity of knowledge. I understand, Mr. Ranger, Will, or whatever, if you don't want to let um, all the other plebeians, all the other serfs around me, the lessers who do not have the vast quantity of zoo knowledge as I do, if you don't want to let them feed it, I can understand because they might, like, feed the lions wrong, but you gotta understand that I know a thing or two about a thing or two, so I think it's okay if I feed the animals. (laughs) And at this point, the subscriber is, like, literally shaking his head. He's like, bro, what? Yeah, so at this point, the park ranger is kind of just confused of how to go on from here. Um, the park ranger is like, ah, that's really cool that you know a lot about the animals. Um, and, you know, I, I'm sure me or any of the other staff, faculty here would be really happy to talk to you about the animals if you want to. And... There's so many animals here, and some you can even interact with, like there's a petting zoo type area, but it really doesn't matter how much you know about the animals, man. You you really can't be feeding them. And the spoiled kid is like, well, no, no, what, what I'm trying to get across to you is that I actually know a lot about the animals, and that is why I should probably be allowed to pet them when I want to. And the zookeeper's like, uh, sorry, man, uh, this is kind of my final response. You're not allowed to pet, you're not, you're not allowed to feed the animals. The spoiled kid is like, oh, okay, Mr. Zookeeper or whatever. <laughs> so yeah, by that response, you can probably tell that the spoiled kid is, uh, not gonna, not gonna be the best listener in this situation, if you know what I mean. Like, he's definitely not gonna be, like, the number one most attentive rule follower on planet Earth. But anyways, right at this point, um, the subscriber, uh, Kevin, is kind of just like, okay, can we, can we get along with this? Can we, can we get a move on? Like, the spoiled kid is really wasting my zoo, t- my zoo time right now because he thinks that he is some genius zoologist and therefore he should be allowed to, pet the, like, to feed the animals. Like, bro, that literally makes no sense and you know it. Anyways, though, eventually the zookeeper goes over one or two more things and it's like, all right, guys, well, with that all being said, make sure to follow the rules and uh, that's all I got to say. So uh, go on out. 
So everyone goes on out, and you were instructed to kind of stick with your buddy, um, because they had, like, the buddy system or whatever, which, dude, the buddy system is low-key flawed. Like, if both people, like, if both people, like, you and your buddy don't show up, well, bro, like, which buddy is gonna say my buddy isn't here if you're both not there, man? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, so anyways, right, uh, sure enough, uh, the subscriber, uh, Kevin, he was going around, and he was just kind of, like, going around with his buddy Ben, and they were just seeing all the animals. It was a pretty good time. I mean, Kevin really does enjoy the zoo. He goes there with his family on his own liking, so this was a pretty cool day for him. Unfortunately, yeah, the spoiled kid at some point in the story will end up ruining it, not just for Kevin, not just for Kevin's class, but for everyone at the zoo that day. But you guys will just have to stick around to see how that happens. Anyways, though, so Kevin and his friends are going around to all these different exhibits, and that's when eventually they bump into the spoiled kid, and the spoiled kid is all alone. So the spoiled kid did have a partner, but as you guys can probably already guess, the spoiled kid almost immediately abandoned his partner because, oh, his partner couldn't keep up with his sophisticated zoo IQ. His zoo intelligence quotient, it, it's off the charts. Doctor, it's off the charts. I, I didn't think this could be possible. I didn't think this could be real. Yeah, so uh, the spoiled kid kind of is wandering around by himself, which he's already going to get in trouble for that. But um, he might be getting in trouble for a lot more. You'll just have to stick around and see for that. So anyways, right, uh, sure enough, the subscriber, uh, Will, he, not sorry, Will, Kevin, Will is the name of the... Uh, the guy. I forgot his name. Anyway, so yeah, so Will sees this and he kind of looks over at Ben. He's like, yo, dude, we got to go the other way because they're just not trying to get involved in the spoiled kid shenanigans. Like he can do what he wants on his own accord. He can waste his own time. He can be like an idiot by himself. But bro, you, you would be that it would be a crazy statement to say like, oh, let, yeah, for us to get involved in your buffoonery too. Like it would just be a ridiculous thing for Kevin to waste his precious zoo time because he loves the zoo and he never really gets to go. I mean, he gets to go sometimes, but like once or twice a year max. So he's not going to the zoo every weekend, you know. He's not wasting his precious zoo time entertaining the fantasies and buffoonery of freaking the spoiled kid, bro. Like, it's just, it just is simply not happening. So anyways, Kevin motions to Ben for them to go the other way. And uh, unfortunately, they're too late. The spoiled kid is like, Kevin, Kevin. Kevin, I challenge you to a duel. And Kevin, like, turns around and is like, um, what? Like, you challenge me to a duel? Like, bro, literally, what are you even saying right now? And the spoiled kid's like, I challenge you to a duel in zoo intelligence. And, uh, you know, here's the thing. Kevin kind of does know a thing or two about, like, zoo animals, but he's not, like, he doesn't, like, study it. It's not like Kevin goes home every night, opens up his zoology textbook, and just absorbs all the information, literally putting the zoology textbook under his pillow so that he can absorb the information better. Like, dude just casually likes, he casually knows a thing or two, and he just likes hanging out with the animals. Like, he really is just mostly an outdoor kid, and that's why he likes the zoo. Anyway, so Kevin kind of realizes he's not going to get out of this, so he's like, uh, sure, we can do one question. The spoiled kid's like, okay, tell me, is it true that a tiger is a species of fish? So, the, obviously, Kevin's like, uh, no. The spoiled kid starts laughing. He's like, ha, ha, you simpleton, you fool. A tiger actually is a species of fish. And the subscriber, Kevin's just like, bro, what? 
like, what are you saying right now? Like, very clearly, a tiger is not a species of fish. Like, I honestly don't know in what world you came to that conclusion, bro. Like, genuinely, I'm so confused right now. So this Boyle kid goes on to say, yes, in my vast studies and research, it is actually a fact that only true zoologists, only 0.01% of uh, zoo scientists really understand the truth. And that is uh, tigers are actually a species of fish because of um, the fish tiger principle. Uh, Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's why. Um, so, yeah, you lost the duel, buddy. Um, sorry. Sorry. You're just kind of a, a low IQ individual. So at this point, Kevin's just like, okay. And Kevin's actually really happy right now because he thinks that uh, this means that he actually can go away. And that the spoiled kid can leave him alone and Kevin can go back to enjoying the zoo. But no. The spoiled kid's like, Kevin, Kevin, what? Wh- where are you going, bro? Come on now. <laughs> Kevin's like, dude. Kevin's like, hey, man, maybe you should go find your partner. Like, I'm pretty sure Miss Davenport's going to be really upset if you go back in, like, an hour and, you know, you're not with your partner because we all got to be buddied up with the buddy system. He's like, the buddy system is for low IQ individuals like Miss Davenport and yourself. I am a free thinker, zoologist, PhD, 1,000 IQ, top 1% intelligence individual. That is me. I don't know about you, buddy, but I know about me. So, yeah. Kevin's like, huh, I wonder why no one likes this kid. Such a mystery, man. Such a mystery. Anyways, right, so at this point, Kevin and Ben are trying to make an escape. And that's when the spoiled kid is like, Kevin, Kevin, you want to see something cool? Since I am such an expert zoologist, I will show you what it is like to feed the tigers. <laughs> at this point, Kevin's like, yo, 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 wait, 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 what? Whoa, 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 dude, dude, what? Yeah, so anyways, the spoiled kid goes on to say, yes. So I've been training and studying the ways of the animals for so long that unlike the zookeeper, who is actually, I I hate to break this to you guys, also a low IQ individual, uh, actually, I am well-trained, well-versed, and honestly, just, I think I'm just best fit for uh, feeding the tigers. So they were near, like, the tiger tiger exhibit, and uh, so anyways... The spoiled kid reaches into his backpack and pulls out, like, a granola bar. And so at this point, Kevin's like, dude, that was, like, the one rule. Like, the one rule that these zoo people actually cared about was that we don't feed the tigers. Like, bro, if you get caught feeding the tigers, like, we might all get sent home. That's how serious they sounded about it. And the spoiled kid's like, dude, you don't understand. They don't want you guys to feed the tigers. They don't care if I do. He just couldn't say that in front of all you guys because you'd be, like, mad jealous and stuff. And the subscriber, like, uh, Kevin is like, dude, no. he, No, dude, you're not some genius zoologist. Tigers literally aren't fish. I don't know how to say that to you. Like, is this not true? And also, the rules for not feeding the tigers is probably not because you're not expertly trained enough to. Probably because they can't just have random people for, like, liability risk. And probably tigers' diets aren't made up of, like, crappy granola bars, bro. I don't know how else to say it. At this point, the spoiled kid's like, whoa, whoa. I I feel a little hostility coming over from this side of the room. Like, I get it. Like, 
I would be kind of mad too if I just wasn't super well versed when it came to uh, you know all things animals and was kind of an idiot thinking the tigers aren't actually fish. If I was like that, I'd be pretty mad too. In fact, I would just stay in bed all day and sleep all night. So yeah, I'd be jealous too, man. I get it. So at this point, right, Kevin was starting to realize that this kid was actually being serious about uh, feeding the lion his like crusty old granola bar. So Kevin's like, dude, come on, you don't don't actually do that. And the spoiled kid at this point is like, Kevin, 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 it is so clear to me how jealous you are just because I am an expert at zoology and you are, well, how do I say this? Uh, not an expert. Um, and Kevin's like, no, dude, dude, come on. Uh, you impress me so much. Uh, uh, it would impress me so much if you didn't feed the lion, if you uh, uh, were restrained on your abilities because you're just so... Humble? Uh, yeah, as you can see, Kevin is struggling to figure out a good excuse, because, like, besides... Because, like, the, the normal excuse of, dude, just don't do it, isn't, obviously is not going to work for this kid. So Kevin's, like, struggling to figure out what he can say to get this kid to stop. He's like, dude, come on, please, dude, relax. And at this point, Kevin just realizes, wait a minute, like, he probably can't even get into the lion's cage. Like, we're definitely good. So Kevin's like, oh, bro, like, well, how you, how are you even going to feed the lion? Because this was, like, glass. This was not bars. If it was bars, like a barred, like, cage or whatever, you could definitely slip a granola bar through the bars. I think for some, like, creatures that would be okay, but definitely for, like, lions, bro, you're not going to have just little measly bars where you could, like, a little kid could slip his hand in, then it can be a num-num munchy yum time snack for the lions, you know what I mean? So yeah, uh, they had kind of like a glass container, but there was a door because you did have, it's like you had to go, someone had to go in eventually, right? Um, so this is where things, it was situationally pretty bad, and I'm pretty sure someone got fired because of this, but uh, there was a zookeeper key card lying on the table. I, ca I cannot be kidding you, bro. It was lying on the table. And Kevin looks over to the table, and he notices it, he makes eye contact, he's like, he kind of just freezes for a second. And that's when the spoiled kid looks at what Kevin's looking at. He's like, oh, well, you don't think I can get in there, Kevin? Well, then why look at my luck? There's a key card right on the table. And Kevin's like, dude, no, dude, come on. Like, you, dude, don't do this. Like, you know this is bad. And he's like, Kevin, I don't think this is as bad as I think. I think you're just a little jealous boy. Now watch me as I perform my 10,000 IQ uh, zoology uh, feeding technique. It's actually really, really impressive. So at this point, Kevin turns to his run Ben. He's like, yo, we got to get out of here. One, because like, hey, bro, if you go into the cage, who even knows? But also just like guilt by association. He's like, I, I got to go. And the spoiled kid's like, wait, no. So the spoiled kid really quickly rushes over and hits the, geek, the key card on the gate and um, it, like, clicks green, meaning that the door unlocks and he can enter. So at this point, Kevin is just like, go. So he starts running. He starts sprinting. He's like, you know what? I hate to be a snitch, but I got to be a snitch. So Kevin and his friend Ben, they run over, and that's when they try and find a zookeeper or whatever. So they find a zookeeper. Not the zookeeper uh, Will, but just, like, a random one. And he's like, uh, someone, le like, one whoa, whoa, someone left a key card and uh, the, the lion cage. And the zookeeper's like, yo, boys, relax, relax. What's going on? And as he says, relax, what's going on, you hear, meep. Attention, attention everyone. 
I we insist that you orderly, like calmly and orderly, go to the nearest exit. So as that's going on, the zookeeper like gets like a not a notification, but like a noise that like he someone's trying to talk in the walkie-talkie, right? So he picks it up, he's talking, and the subscriber watches as like the zookeeper's face just like goes pale, bro. The zookeeper's face just goes pale. Real quick, you made it this far into the video. I want you to comment zoo down below if you're on YouTube. Uh, and if you're on YouTube, make sure you subscribe, left a like with notifications on. And also, if you're listening to this on Spotify, I also post on YouTube. It's actually my main place. But if you're listening on Spotify, make sure you rated the podcast five stars. Follow the podcast with notifications on. And also, there's probably a poll question somewhere. Uh, please answer that. And if you're on YouTube, I'm on Spotify and vice versa. Anyways, so yeah, sure enough, um, the you know the, the guy picks up the walkie-talkie and his face is like drops. And he looks at the kids, he's like, kids, go to the exit right now. Like he was being so serious. So at this point, the subscriber, Kevin, is like kind of freaking out because all he knows is he left Kevin after he opened up the thing and the, the lion's nest or whatever. And then all of a sudden, after he found like ran away for like a minute and found a zookeeper, this like really ominous alarm, which is still going off. It's still meh, meh, meh. Like it's still going off right now. It's like, attention, please. May I have your attention, please? We ask you calmly and orderly make your way to the nearest exit, whatever, right? That's been going on in the background this whole time. So anyways, uh, they all go to like, they run to like the, what is it? The kind of like the community center or whatever. And they notice that like, there are two kind of like zookeeper, armed zookeeper, like at the door. So they get to the door, which is like shut, and they're like, boys, boys, come in, come in. So they open the door and they shut it and basically lock it behind them. So the teacher is in the community center, like frantically, like looking for people. And she's like, Kevin, Ben, oh my God, okay. All right, you're all now accounted for. So when Kevin hears this, you're all now accounted for. That means that, um, well, how do I put this, bro? That means. That, sorry, I just got a notification from PewDiePie with him and his kid. Dude, that's that's so wholesome. That's so cute. I was a big PewDiePie fan back in the day. Sorry. Distracted. Anyways, that means that the spoiled kid is in the room as well. Yeah, so anyways, right, uh, <laughs> Kevin and Ben, they walk up to see the spoiled kid. The spoiled kid is just standing there, dead silent. He's no longer parading around, bragging about how he is the, has the highest zoo IQ ever, and that everyone else is just a little pleb. They don't understand anything because his zoo IQ is actually off the charts. And you guys simply wouldn't... Un There's no more of that, bro. There's literally no more of that. Um, he's just dead silent, looking like he saw a ghost. So Kevin's like, dude, what happened? And, yeah, the spoiled kid is completely mute. He's not saying anything. And at this point, they kind of realize that, uh, well, probably something bad went down. Like, I think it's just a pretty fair assumption to think that just something not good. That, yeah, that <laughs> there's probably a connect. At a minimum, it's fair to assume that there's probably a connection between the spoiled kid entering the lion's cage and then also the alarm sounding one minute later, basically telling everyone in the zoo they needed to evacuate immediately. Like, odds are there's probably a connection there, you know what I mean? 
So yeah, sure enough, right, the subscriber realizes that they're not going to get any more information out of the spoiled kid at this point, so they're like, okay, screw it, whatever. And so the subscriber goes over to Ben, and they both walk over to the teacher who's frantically looking around. Not frantically looking around because all the kids are now accounted for, but frantically, like, on the phone, talking with their supervisor. Uh, and so the so basically Kevin and his friends start walking around, and everyone's talking, everyone's chatting. Um, you see the doors open up, and, like, random visitors of the uh, zoo are, like, ushered in or whatever. And uh, so they're trying to figure it out. And so the subscriber, Kevin, they hear, they go up to one group of kids and one group of kids is like, I was over, well, like I overheard what they're saying on the walkie talkie. Apparently like the lion in the zoo got out somehow. And that's Kevin just looks over at Ben and is just looking at Ben with a, there's no, ain't no way, bro. Ain't no way. Yeah. So sure enough, right. The subscriber at this point, they, they put two and two together him and Ben are like, wait, there's actually no way that the spoiled kid caused all of this. Anyways, though, so the teacher is like, gets out the phone and says, everyone class, circle up now. Very like, very on edge, very kind of tweaking out, which I think if I was a teacher in this situation and I was being informed that the zoo that I went on and basically the, 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 the class trip that I'm responsible for, there was like a roaming around lion, like not her fault, but it's her responsibility now. So I'd be pretty on edge as well. Anyway, she's like, we need to like find your buddy right now and we're getting back on the bus. And so, yeah, basically, I think the teacher was partly on the phone to call the bus company to try and get them back as soon as possible because the bus company was not scheduled for them to pick them up for like many, many more hours at this point. So anyways, they all go outside and they're all waiting for a little bit because, you know, the bus isn't just sitting there waiting for them to be their personal chauffeur service. Like they have other stops they got to make. But thankfully, the bus service was able to pull something together last minute. However, they had to wait out there for a second. So once again, Kevin and Ben, they go up to the spoiled kid who is still completely dead silent. It's like, bro, are you sure you had nothing to do with this? Because they knew at this point that he did. But once again, he just doesn't say a word. He's dead silent. He's not, he's not cracking under any circumstances. So anyways, they eventually get on the bus, and it's a, the craziest bus ride back. Everyone is talking because the rumor, which happens to be true, about the line getting out is spreading everywhere. People are asking, like, who did it, whatever. And you know who's not talking? The one with the 1,000 zoo IQ, which would, in most situations, be able to completely explain everything with his vast zoo intelligence. Okay, well, that's not happening right now because, well, let's just say the bro was actually responsible for all this going down. Anyway, so they get back to school and uh, they didn't really have anything planned because they weren't planned to be back at school. So it was like supervised recess for hours, which... Kevin and his friend actually kind of thought it was pretty chill. They did kind of enjoy that. Yeah, so anyways, eventually the parents came and pick up. There was an email that went out later that night that basically explained the situation and all the parents were upset or whatever. But here's the thing. The zoo, like all like the zoo is like held under a camera. So for a while, the spoiled kid got away with it. But eventually, like, this actually happened in class. So it wasn't in the class the subscriber was in. But one of the subscriber's friends had a class with the spoiled kid. And, like, a few days afterwards, because the spoiled kid was, like, very acting super weird for days, obviously, because he was, like, freaking out about the whole thing. So the zoo, kind of like the zoo, had surveillance footage and sent it to the school to see if they could identify the student. And the principal could. 
and they basically saw him unlocking, well, there's no, none of the students and the subscriber doesn't know exactly what the footage was, but they could assume that it was footage of him going in, unlocking the lion's cage, running away, and then the lion walking out free. So, uh, yeah, anyways, the spoiled kid got, ended up suspended for a week. I think he had to do, like, community service with the zoo or something to help make up for all the problems he caused or something like that. But believe it or not, the spoiled kid in this situation didn't get suspended, so Loki, he got off free. We're having a good day. Today we got two stories that are pretty interesting, and I think you will enjoy them. So sit back, relax, subscribe to the channel if you're new, and let's just jump right into it. The first one we're going to call the subscriber who submitted this story, Aiden. And by the way, you can submit stories of your own to my Instagram or Twitter. Just submit them to my uh, my DMs. And also, please be following me on there. And uh, so anyways, this all started when Aiden was in class and it was a class project. And these class projects were randomized, meaning that Aiden couldn't choose who was in his class project. And, you know, I, when this happens to me, I, I don't really think that much about it. A lot of times, it's just an opportunity to either meet someone new, but there, there's always that time where, you know, there's some people in your class that you know will not be doing the adequate amount of work. You just know for a fact that, like, if I'm put in a group with this person, I'm going to be having to carry all the slack for the group, and there's just really not a lot that you can do about it. Well, in Aiden's class, there's this kid who we're just going to call the spoiled kid for the sake of simplicity, and, you know, the spoiled kid in this situation, you know, he was just kind of known as the kid who just really never did anything and always somehow got away with it. He, he everyone, everyone just kind of assumed that, you know, he paid someone to do his homework and paid someone to do all of his projects and, you know, on tests, he probably just didn't do that well. But since, you know, he handed in all the homework and assignments with good quality, you know, his grade was okay. Was the teacher probably suspicious? Yeah, I mean, probably, but it probably wasn't enough for him to actually do anything about it. So Aiden was just sitting there and he was really hoping when the teacher was about to read out the randomized group name, said, okay, life will be okay if I'm not put in a group with the spoil kid. And sure enough, the teacher read out the names and Aiden and a few other people were in a group with the spoil kid. And this was a three week long project, meaning it was a very big and a very substantial project. It was definitely not one that, you know, you could do by yourself if like all three of your group members were slacking. So right away they got to it and, uh, you know, Aiden and his, you know, the other two people in his group besides the spoil kid actually were pretty good about, you know, divvying up the work and trying to get it done. And the spoiled kid always acted as if, you know, he was along with it, he understood, he was going to do it, and he just never did it. And uh, two weeks go by. We're going to skip ahead two weeks. So two whole weeks go by, and the spoiled kid has not done anything. And every single time he's like, oh, I'm getting to it, oh, I'm getting to it, oh, I'll do it. And after two weeks, you know... Aiden, just, you know, at their class meeting, because for the project, you know, they, they did normal stuff in class, and they didn't focus on this project in class. I mean, they were given three weeks to do so out of school, so yeah, I understand why the teacher didn't give them a ton of time in class to do it, but in class... They had like a five-minute period at the beginning where they would meet up with their groups and they would talk about their project, just anything you need to say to your group members or organizations, stuff like that. And Aiden just straight up said like, man, you're just not doing it. And the thing is, right, the spoiled kid had this kind of facade for a while where he was at least pretending as if, you know, he was going to do the work. And after, at this point, he must have just dropped the mask because he said, yeah, I'm not going to do it. What are you guys going to do? This kid straight up had the audacity to say, I'm not going to do it. What are you going to do? Like, what are you going to do about it? 
And, you know, at this point, you know, uh, they didn't really know what they were going to do about it. And Aiden's like, man, like, that's not fair. This is a big part of our grade. We all need to do something. Like, is it really fair to have us do, like, what we're doing? To do all the work. Like, is it really fair to make us do all the work here? I mean, okay, obviously it wasn't. And the spoiled kid was like, I don't know. I mean, you're going to do it, right? And you guys are going to do it either way, even if I help or not. And I'm probably not even smart enough to add anything of value. So maybe me stepping out of it is actually helpful for you guys. And, you know, at this point, this kid was just... The spoiled kid was trying to, like, trick these guys into trying to believe that, oh, what he was doing is the right thing or whatever. But, you know, Aiden definitely... Aiden was not having it at this point. So after class that day, you know, Aiden goes up to the teacher. He says, hey, can I talk to you after class? And the teacher's like, yeah, sure, what's up? Bell rings, class is out, kids leave. And Aiden, you know, whenever you stay behind, uh, you know, to talk to the teacher, you'll probably, like, sit in your desk, take a really long time to pack up your backpack, maybe tie your shoes. You don't want to go immediately up to the teacher because people will start, they'll be like, ooh, why is this kid talking to the teacher? Like, is he in trouble? Or I don't know. This, I, that's at least what I do. I'm like, I don't want anyone thinking. I don't want anyone thinking anything about me in general, but especially, especially then. And, uh, you know, so he waits for the teacher and, you know, once everyone's packed out or everyone's left the classroom, you know, the teacher's like, hey, Aiden, like, what's up? What do you want to talk about? And Aiden goes on to explain everything that just happened. And the teacher's like, wow, you know, that's really unfortunate. I'm sorry to hear that. He said, you know, I definitely can intervene. I definitely can step in and try and help here. He said, however, like, I feel like it would be best if you just continue to try and, you know, get the spoiled kid to, tr- to do something. You know, it's not the end of the project yet. I understand you guys might feel like you're behind because you're working as three people for a project intended for four. He said, thank you for letting me know. We will keep this kind of like line of communication, like we will keep this line of communication open because I really need to know what is actually going on, especially when it comes to the grading process. But for now, all I really ask is just, like, just try and get to him, try and make sense for him, because, and the teacher actually admits, and I don't know if the teacher was supposed to admit this, but the teacher admits to Aiden that, you know, the spoiled kid's grade is, it's kind of in a limbo period, where if, because this project's pretty big, if this, if the spoiled kid does really bad on this project, then, you know, he might end up being in kind of like the failing or very severe standing in the class, right? And that could mess up a lot of things. He said, I feel like, you know, this kid knows that, you know, that he really needs to do well on this and that I said in the beginning, I will be checking for individual participation. He said, I don't know. This kid knows that this is kind of his like big ticket to uh, either make it or break it with this assignment. He said, I just want to hold out. And Aiden can understand that. He definitely can see where the teacher's coming from. And it's not like the teacher said that's too bad. The teacher is probably, it sounds like by this conversation, will issue a punishment if necessary. Just wants to give, you know, the spoiled kid a little bit more time to do the right thing. So anyways, you know, Aiden goes back to his group members. And Aiden doesn't necessarily tell his group members that he told on the kid because he doesn't want to have that kind of reputation of like, oh, because the thing is, it wasn't even, it wasn't even, it was, the project wasn't over and he's already like told the teacher. I think Aiden did like the right thing here because the teacher has the right to know. And also because, you know, Aiden shouldn't have to do the work of two people if he's not supposed to, right? And, and anyways, you know, the, the, the day, the week goes on and more and more time goes by. 
And it gets to a point where the teacher on this Thursday, because they're presenting on Friday, the teacher on the Thursday says, all right, guys, um, I'm going to give you like a slip where you can like say which, uh, you know, you will, I'm going to give you a slip and uh, I'm going to have you guys write it by yourselves and please write your names on it, but your teammates will not see it. I want you to honestly give feedback of how much work and what work your teammates have done. I'm trying to grade this on an individual basis. Obviously, if you all give me something good, then you will all get partially a good grade as long as you contributed, stuff like that. And at this point, Henry started to, and and the teacher said, and I will be doing that at the end of class, so please don't leave early for any reason. I'll email you if you need to get it for some reason, right? So at this point, not Henry, that's the name of the next guy, the next story. At this point, Aiden is like, okay, here's a good opportunity, because sure enough, the spoiled kid had not done anything, even though his grade was kind of up to it. The thing is, though, I don't think the spoiled kid was aware that, you know, he was going to get such direct feedback from his groupmates. And remember, he already basically told them, I'm not doing anything and there's nothing you can do about it. So at this point, the spoiled kid is starting to get a little bit worried. He's like, oh, shoot, man, like, I am actually going to be outed for this. Like, I'm actually like people, I'm going to be like, the teacher's going to know. And because my all my teammates, they're not going to have my back on this very clearly. I've not had their back. He's like, I, I need to figure out a way quickly. Like, I, I need to figure this out. So the spoiled kid goes up to Aiden. He's like, hey, buddy. And uh, Aiden's like, hello. Remember, Aiden was kind of like put off by the fact that he was like, hey, buddy, because they aren't friends. They really aren't friends. And definitely after that, you know, the spoiled kid went on to say, I'm not doing any of the work and there's nothing you can do about it. They weren't close like that. Nah, not at all. So Aiden was kind of taken aback. He's like, what's up? And in his head, he's like, what do you want from me? Because honestly, that's what it's all about. Like, what do you want from me? You wouldn't talk to me otherwise. And I know that for a fact. And so the spoiled kid goes on to say, so you know how we're doing those little reviews, those little like performance reviews and how you're going to rate how, how much everyone else contributed. And Aiden looked at him and Aiden knew immediately what, like, he's like, okay, he wants me to fib, but I don't know why, and I don't know how he's going to ask. I mean, he knows why, because he doesn't want to fail, but he doesn't know how he's going to ask exactly. So the spoiled kid kind of like looks around him, and then it's like, so, I know I didn't contribute that much. And Aiden looks at him with this kind of look of, that much? Bro, you contributed nothing, and you said so proudly. You proudly declared that you did literally nothing. Like, that was, the, that was a proud statement from you. And the, you know, Henry, uh, the, the, the spoiled kid goes on to be like, and, you know, I, you know, the, the grade really does depend. I, I, I do need this grade. I'll be honest, guys. Um, so I was wondering, you know, if you wanted to uh, just, just rate me nicely, and uh, I will just happen to give you this $5 bill. And he takes a $5 bill out of his wallet. He said, look, I'll give you this $5 bill, and all you got to do is just rate me nicely. Like, that is so easy at this point. You guys have already done all the work. It doesn't help you guys to turn me in. In fact, you'll only be $5 poorer if you don't turn me in. I think this is a great deal for both of us. The thing is, though, the teacher of this class had overheard this entire conversation. And remember, the teacher also had the additional context of what was really going on from Aiden. So... Since Aiden was sitting in the front of the class, the teacher happened to be close enough, and I think the spoiled kid thought that the teacher was just out of earshot, 
but it turns out the teacher was just in earshot. So the teacher walks up to them, and he grabs the $5 bill, and he looks at both of them, and he looks at the spoiled kid. He's like, come with me. And the spoiled kid kind of knows he just got caught, but the spoiled kid has no idea about what the teacher's about to do. Real quick, if you made it this far into the video, comment spoiled down below. i just like to see how many people made it this far. If you want to continue supporting the channel and help me out a lot, all you need to do is just keep on watching these videos. Binge watching old videos supports the channel more than you can even imagine. Like, I was pretty sick for the last week. I'm doing great now. Thanks for all your concerns in the comment section. I do read them. But the channel actually did really well thanks to you guys watching old videos. It helped boost them to new people even. We actually had a bit of a view spike when I wasn't posting at all, which is kind of like, maybe I should continue. Maybe that's the strategy, just not posting. Also, if you want to submit stories, Instagram, Twitter, I said that in the beginning, but also if you are a Spotify listener or you like using Spotify, just know that these videos are actually out as podcasts. It is, I think, the first link in the description or just look up Connor Pugs on Spotify. If you haven't already done so, please rate the podcast five stars. I really would appreciate that. With that being all being said, leave a like if you haven't already, subscribe with notifications on, and let's get in to the rest of the story, and then the second story, which I think is pretty cool too. So the teacher has caught uh, the spoiled kid at this point, and you know, the teacher is like, ask the spoiled kid to come with him. And most people, most in this position, of the spoiled kid's position, was probably thinking like, ah, oh, shoot, I just got caught, I'm probably gonna like have to go to the front office, he's probably gonna have a private talk with me. But this teacher was on demon time, bro. This teacher was at, he, he was just, for some reason, the, the teacher wanted to make a uh, kind of a, a, an example of this kid. So the teacher walks to the front of the class. He's like, I need everyone's attention. And this is where the spoiled kid knows that he messed up. And the teacher goes on to say, I, I need everyone's attention. So I just overheard a conversation of one student who, you know, who will not be named. But the thing is, the teacher brought the student up to the front of the class, so it was obvious who it was. That was, like, the crazy part. A, a student who will not be named, who offered up $5 to each of his classmates or each of his teammates to say that he did work when he did none of the work. He said, the teacher goes on to say, not only is this lying, you know, to me, which will immediately get you an F, and the kid up there is just like, oh, no. He said, but it's also disingenuous to all of you guys and especially his teammates. You know, I give you group projects so that you guys can create something really cool in a certain amount of time, you know, and it, it would be much harder if I made these individual projects. I give you teammates so that, you know, you learn to work with people and you can make something really cool in a short, short amount of time. He said, and it really just irks me when people try to abuse this system. Please note that I will catch on to you. If you try and abuse the system, if you break the rules or anything like that, I will catch on to you. And to all the people doing this fairly and correctly, keep doing what you're doing. That is all. Go back to what you're doing. And at this point, Aiden is just sitting there. Just like, it, it felt a little bad for the spoiled kid. The spoiled kid wasn't being the greatest guy throughout the whole thing. Not even close, but did he really deserve this? I don't know. Tell me in the comment section if you think this is too far, if this was good. And yeah, then they watch as, as the spoiled kid is walked out of the classroom with the teacher. And Aiden doesn't know exactly what happened to the spoiled kid, but he believes he probably got an F on the assignment and he probably went to the front office and who even knows what happened past then. So we're going to call the subscriber who submitted the next story, Henry. 
So anyways, right, you know, uh, Henry was uh, in a class that had every single week a quiz. And instead of having tests, this was a very unique style. They had no tests except, like, one final assessment and one midterm. But they had no, like, unit tests or anything like that. And it was a math class. What they had instead was every single week there would be a quiz on the material. And the teacher, and every single week, it was always pretty hard. So there's, like, some teachers that give you quizzes that are kind of very much, do you understand basically what's going on? And then there's teachers that give you quizzes that are, like, Here's the hardest possible example I could find. Solve it or die. I mean, it's either or. There's no in-betweens. And unfortunately, this teacher was definitely more of the second category. And uh, for that reason, the quizzes were very difficult. Sure, they had a bit of a curve or whatever, but the the quizzes were still extremely difficult. We're going to call the subscriber Henry, by the way. Uh, In in Henry's class, there's this kid who we're going to call Ben. And, uh, you know, Ben, one week, came up, to Hen- came up to Henry and said, Hey, man, this quiz is hard, right? And Henry's like, yeah, the quiz is really hard. And Ben's like, you know, what if I was to tell you that I knew exactly what was going to be on the quiz tomorrow? And Henry's like, what are you talking about? And, you know, Ben's like, don't, don't question my methods, but, you know, I know exactly what's on the quiz tomorrow. Normally... I, uh, you know, I, I sell this, I, I sell this information and, but a lot of people probably don't trust me. So what I do is if you want to try it out, I will, you know, give you the service for free for one trial. And then from there we can talk it out. And at this point, Henry was like, whoa, what's going on? Henry was struggling with these quizzes and he's not going to lie. He was like kind of interested in the help. Henry says for me to tell you guys, don't, don't cheat. Don't buy information like this. First of all, it can go really wrong for you if the person gets busted and your name's on their list or they just tell on you because why would they not? There's no code for them not to, you know? So in general, just don't do that. Not just you're going to get in trouble, but oh, you'll be robbed of your learning. That's the worst thing ever or something. I don't know. Just you'll probably get in trouble and it's not worth it. But anyways, Henry was like, okay, well, yeah, I'm actually kind of curious, like, what are the answers? And you know, this guy Ben says, hey, like, I, I can't tell you them until tomorrow morning. And their class was late at, like, the last class of the day. So knowing the answers by the morning would be soon enough. And Henry was like, can you not tell me them now? And, you know, Ben goes on to say, I can't tell you my methods, but I only know them by, you know, Friday morning. Henry, getting this first one for free, was kind of like, okay, whatever, that's fine. And sure enough, Friday morning came around, and uh, this Ben came up to Henry And Henry's like, hey, how's it going? And Ben immediately just said, the first question is going to be like a derivative question. It's going to be like, it's going to be X cubed, not that hard. The next one is you're going to have to find like area under the curve of this tangent. So he basically goes on to say every single question that they're going to be asked. And then he said, I also can tell you the answers. The the biggest thing was the question because then you can figure out like, how to do the answers beforehand. And, uh, you know, by the time it was over, Ben was like, okay, like, you'll see today that these were actually the questions, and tomorrow and next week, like, if you want to get these again, all I do is I charge $5. And Henry in his head was like, $5, like, that's going to add up. And then he's like, eh, but this is a huge part of my grade, maybe it is worth it. So Henry goes in, and sure enough, on the quiz were exactly those questions. And Henry says, like, how did this kid know? Like, how did he know? So the next week comes around, 
And Ben is like, hey, so do you want to, like, take me up on my offer? And Henry goes like, hey, man, like, I really appreciate it. I just want to continue doing these legit. And, you know, Ben was like, all right, that's fine. Just, you know, where I am if, you know, school's getting a little difficult. And uh, I don't know, maybe you need a bit of a break or you just need a bit of a grade boost. You know who to come to. And with that, you know, Henry was just so weirded out. He's like, okay, sure, fine. And he was just so curious. How did he know all these answers? The thing is, though, Henry didn't have class with Ben. It's just the class he took had many... The, the instructor had many periods. I think the instructor actually had, like, three different classes. And months later, you know, Henry was actually not doing so well. He was like, okay, maybe I need to go find Ben. And, uh, you know, he goes to try and find Ben, and he just can't find him anywhere. So he asks a friend, he's like hey, like, do you know where, like, Ben, and then insert last name is? And his friend's like, dude, you didn't hear? That kid got expelled. And, you know, Henry's like, what? And the, you know, Henry's, or Ben's friend, or Henry's friend goes and says, yeah, like, I'll tell you all about it. So basically what happened was that Ben, like, learned that the teacher made the tests way in advance. And what the teacher would do is by the time her last class at the end of the day, you know, was over, she would leave her tests in a big packet on, like, on Thursday night on her desk so that she would remember to make copies of them Friday morning when she came in. She wouldn't have this packet out on her desk normally, but she left it out there just to make sure, just to, like, be like, okay, I need to, like, uh, I need to remember to print these out before it's too late or my class comes in, kind of, like, to help her remember. So for some reason, Ben either saw this or learned of this or maybe by on purpose or accident learned that this was the case so every single you know every single day you know before teachers before because like the teachers at the school didn't lock up it was the staff that came around and locked up so before the staff locked up or the cleaning person locked up and after the teacher had left you know ben would like await in the bathroom and then he would go in very quickly and take out his phone and take a photo of all the questions in the quiz. And then the next morning, you know, he'd ask, he'd charge his fee or whatever, and he was making actually a decent amount of money because there's a lot of kids in a lot of these sections. However, running as something like the, uh, running a business, quote unquote, like this, you're eventually going to get caught because eventually one person who Ben offered this to contacted the teacher and said what was going on. So the teacher having a suspicion of how Ben was doing it, but wanted to figure out how Ben was doing it, you know, before, you know, cutting him, like trying to like get him in trouble because maybe they don't have enough evidence or even if they do get Ben in trouble, like they don't want this to happen again. So they actually staked out and they had a, they had a feeling like, okay, I don't keep these records online. So it has to be something with the, like the, uh, with the piece of paper that I have all the information on. So the teacher did what they always did and awaited in the classroom and was, like, recording, had, like, a camera out recording the whole thing. And the teacher apparently waited and saw Ben go in, take a photo, and that was it. The teacher had it on recording. The teacher was able to get, like, five or six other testimonies of people either using the service or being offered the service. And the people who were using the service, the teacher said, like, I, you're a clean slate from here on out if you do help me with this. So, yeah, the teacher got, you know, enough evidence and had a whole case against Ben. And Ben didn't even know until it hit him. And then immediately, like, Ben was just, like, told to go to the front office, shown all the evidence against him, and bam, he was out. 
From a kid who thinks he can be a jerk because his dad runs the place and gets destroyed, to a rich kid who thinks he is great at everything because he's never been told no in his life, and life comes to him fast, these are the most satisfying stories of rich kids who think that they run the world getting destroyed in the real world. So the subscriber who submitted the story one summer had an internship at an investment bank or bank or one of those type of banking internships. Basically, this kid was in college and he wanted to go into kind of banking or finance. So he, he, he got one of those internships at a bank and these were pretty competitive. So he was pretty, uh, he was pretty well prepared. He was pretty professional and he was definitely up to par with the quality that this bank wanted. However, you know, there was a couple other kids that were interns as well. I think the intern class was like four to five, but like the one of the interns, right? Right, was distinguishably a lot worse than the others and very clearly did not care. The reason was, was because this kid did not get in this internship out of merit, out of skill, out of, you know, grit and the ability to, you know, persevere through tough times. No, this kid got the internship because his dad was literally CEO of the bank. This wasn't like one of the big banks like JP Morgan Chase, Citibank. This was a much smaller one, but it's still really big enough. And obviously if your dad is CEO, it's you can probably swing an intern position at it. Like you could probably do that. Um, so anyways, right, on the first day of like meeting all of them, right, it was like the first like meeting was over Zoom and then they were gonna do it in person, but there was like a little like pre-meeting type thing where they told you about like information, uh, what to expect, um, a little get together, the other interns and the subscriber and all the interns got together on a Zoom meeting. Well, four of them did, cause the fifth one was 10 minutes late. Can you guys guess who the fifth one was? Let's see, A, B, C. A, it was a subscriber. B, it was another kid who actually worked hard to get there. Or C, the CEO's son who didn't have to do a thing and got the internship because of nepotism. Have you answered A or B? Well, uh, I don't know, you're just wrong because it was C. Sure enough, it was the CEO's son who was like 10 minutes late or whatever. So while the kids were like sitting in the Zoom meeting, like just listening to, okay, so you're going to have to get there by you know, nine every morning, uh, you're expected to do X, Y, or Z. If you have any questions, here's a good contact for me or your direct supervisor. Uh, like this isn't like supposed to be like competitive, like compete, like you're supposed to like work with each other. Uh, like you could all get job offers. Cause the thing about the internship is like, you really want a job offer at a job offer afterwards. That's like the best option or in a couple of years or whatever. And so they were trying to say like, it's not competitive between you guys. You could all get job offers, really work together because that's what we do at the bank anyways. And then like 10 minutes in, this kid just shows up randomly. And this, you know, this kid just like comes in, he's all disheveled. All the other guys dress up for their Zoom meeting because like they were kind of told in the email, hey, be a little formal. Like I know it's over Zoom or whatever, but kind of like show up, you know, just kind of dress up a little bit for Zoom. But this kid came in, with a big sweatshirt on, backwards hat, which is totally fine to walk around in. And like, if you're just a totally fine casual outfit, but bro, if you're really trying to like, I don't know, put it together for like a, an official meeting or something like that, and it says don't dress casually, then don't dress casually. But sure enough, since this was the kid at the CEO, he literally didn't care. And he came in 10 minutes late, dressed up all sloppily or whatever. So anyways, 20 minutes go by and it's time for all the kids to introduce each other or introduce each other, introduce themselves and meet each other. So sure enough, right, they go around and uh, they, they all say their first and last names. And the subscriber notices, 
because like the subscriber did a lot of research about the bank just because during the interview he wanted to he was prepared if they're going to ask a history question about the bank like when was it founded who's the current ceo what is like all these kind of information right they ended up not asking those specific questions but for that reason the subscriber knew all this information so when he heard the last name of this kid it matched up with the last name of the ceo of the bank so you know very quickly with a nice little google search um the ceo of the bank was like it was a big and it wasn't a huge bank but it was a big enough bank that this guy had like a public profile and through some google uh google searching right he found that the name of the kid who was in the internship program happened to match up exactly with the name of the kid of the CEO of the bank. And after a bit more research, he found a photo and the photos matched up. So after the Zoom meeting and doing a bit of research, the subscriber realized that one of the interns is actually the kid of the CEO of the bank that they were working at. So anyways, on the first day, sure enough, this kid, uh, the subscriber and all the other interns actually worked to get there. They, uh, you know, they, they struggled. They got, you know, they understand what it takes or they understand how valuable this is because they put in the work to get it. That's one thing you'll see. When people are just handed everything, they won't understand the value of it. In fact, a perspective is, in a sense, they're robbed of the true um, importance. Like, they're, they are robbed of, you know, the, the joy of, you know, reaping the rewards because, you know, you're not reaping the rewards anything. You're just giving it. But anyways, it was very, very, very apparent in the way that all these kids, like, uh, showed up because the ones that worked for it showed up five minutes early, if not 10 minutes early, because, you know, you never know how long it takes with traffic, with navigating the, you know, the New York City bus system or train system, whatever, right? Um, so sure enough, they showed up like at minimum five, 10, 15 minutes early. But the, you know, the spoiled kid, we're just going to call him the spoiled kid from this point on. He literally came in 25 minutes late and he had some lame excuse like, uh, Sorry, man, bus got like, uh, like, uh, I don't know, like traffic or something like that, which like fair enough, like sure, I guess. But at the end of the day, you got to be prepared for that. It's your first day. If that happens like two weeks into the job, then I think that's more acceptable. But on your first day of work, especially for something really important like this, you got to show up at least give yourself a, a good enough margin, especially if you're doing work in New York City. Like I know some of you guys are out of the country or the country I live in the United States and you've never been to New York City. And some of you guys is in the country have never been in New York City. That place is crazy. You got to give yourself a lot of time because like traffic and uh, stuff will happen. And especially when you want it to least happen. So sure enough, they're in there the first day and they're doing work. And when you're an intern, especially for like a banking intern, you're not doing anything too crazy. Like for the most, you will be like, the most extensive thing you'll do is probably like research or something like that. But for the most part, you're kind of just a coffee monkey and a uh, PowerPoint slide monkey and a, an Excel monkey. You're not doing that much. So sure enough, right, they're just rearranging stuff on Excel. Um, they're just kind of like editing PowerPoint slides. It's a lot of work, but it's nothing's like that hard or that interesting or stimulating if they kind of just give like the interns and the very low level employees like kind of the grunt work that no one really wants to do so they're all sitting around doing it and they're all given one big glob of an assignment so it's like they're given one stack where it's like okay you got to do all of this you got to do this um all this kind of stuff right so sure enough there are, you know there's all these things that they got to do and um the thing is though it wasn't divided up evenly between them it was just given to one of them and they said okay I need you to delegate all the, uh, I don't know, I, I need you guys to delegate the work between, like, amongst yourself. We're not going to delegate the work for you. 
that's up to you guys. So sure enough, right, they just kind of like all four of them, not the fifth one, all four of them, they go in and, uh, you know, they just, you know, they go in, they grab some of the work or they delegate some of the work if it's not like paperwork. Because a lot of it was Excel, PowerPoint, stuff like that, research. So the one kid who didn't was the spoiled kid. Because why would he have to work? His dad runs the place. He just shows up because his dad isn't going to let him play Fortnite all summer like he did last summer, right? He actually has to get a job or something. Like, screw you, dad. Give me all these opportunities. I just want to play Fortnite and do nothing all day. Me. But anyways, right? Uh, sure enough, like all the other, the, the other four interns, including the subscriber, kind of gave this kid a side eye. Like, are you really just going to sit there and not do anything? So... Yeah, sure enough, they end up doing all the work, and the kid is on his phone watching, like, TikTok videos or something, and by, like, 8 at night or something, because they wanted to make sure they got it all done and really show initiative on the first day. First of all, the kid left, like, at 3, which they're supposed to leave at 5, and the others stayed till 8. Loki, the reason was because it was work for five people to finish at five. But if you only have four people working on it, you're going to have to, like, stay a couple extra hours because the last person didn't pull through. You really do hate to see it. And this, this was a pattern that literally just continued on and on and on again. However, you know, one of these days, it's actually like about a month into the internship, and the interns are doing really well. I mean, the four of them are. The fifth one, aka the spoiled kid, literally sits there and does nothing all day. So uh, is he doing well? I don't know. But it, really good reputation. Um, the interns are accruing right now. Everyone sees them as really uh, capable and... Uh, just really impressed by what they're able to do. So now they're given a more official assignment. And also for the first time ever, they're each given individual things they're supposed to do. Because the reason for this is they're each assigned to individual teams. So each of them is like given as part of a team or whatever. And they're all given a very important research role. Basically, they've been doing research the whole time, or the four of them have, have been doing research. The spoiled kid had not. And uh, they had done a really good job, so they were all, like, four to five different teams were, you know, going to be presenting to investors, and they were pretty important meetings. So these interns were given a super important job, and they were informed of how important the job was, to do research to give to the analysts and associates to put together for slides that would be given to the VPs or the MDs or whatever that would then present it. So what ended up happening was pretty funny. Because basically what happened here was you have to realize the spoiled kid had not done any research at all for the last two weeks. So he has no idea what this whole research thing is, right? So all the other kids do a really good job. The subscriber and the other three, they do a really good job. They supply really good information to the VPs and the analysts and associates or whatever. They put together good presentations. And, you know, it's, it's a good enough presentation that if the investor wanted to invest based on the information, they would have. And if it wasn't right for them, then they wouldn't invest. But it wasn't because, you know, the information was bad or it was presented in a poor way. However, with the spoiled kid, the spoiled kid, first of all, he doesn't know how to do any of it because he's never done any of it. Second of all, he's too arrogant to ask for help. He's too kind of like full of himself to believe that he ever has to ask anyone else for help, especially all oh, the poor kids that he was like working with. Like he'd never have to ask them. He's above them. They're below him. And uh, a combination of arrogance and uh, procrastination led him to a point where like a two hours before the deadline, he's like, okay, I just got to figure this out. And the thing is, right, instead of actually doing research on, you know, whatever specific thing they're supposed to do research on, he just plugged in random numbers. 
The thing is, though, the random numbers were, like, close enough to being the right numbers. Like, if you had no, basically, if you had no context and you just believed these numbers at face value, it's like, if I said, uh, like, a hamburger had a trillion calories in it, you wouldn't believe me because that's not reasonable. But if I said a hamburger had 300 calories and it actually had 800, you would probably believe me even if 300 felt a little bit low because it's in the range of possibility. Same thing if a, like a, I don't know, a piece of steak had 500 calories, but I said it had 1200, you would probably believe me. But if I said it had a billion, you wouldn't believe me. So these kids, so the spoiled kid put in random numbers that were close enough to being realistic that the, you know, the analysts and VPs didn't check them over because to check them over would literally to be doing the grunt work again. And the whole point of the interns was to do the grunt work and to find the information. So the analysts and VPs created this whole presentation or an entire like deck or whatever these like bank people do. What I, I have, I'm not a banker, right? I, I'm a little bit, I'm into stocks for my own personal, you know, financial security. If you ever want me to talk about that on my like second channel, let me know. But uh, yeah, so they put together a whole presentation. However, mid-demonstration to these like very sophisticated, important investors, there was obvious holes in the presentation and something was fishy and the investors were questioning the numbers that they were showing. And the analysts and VPs were starting to realize on the spot that something was not right about their models. Something was not right about the information that they were given. And apparently the presentation was a massive disaster. Like the whole thing completely exploded in their faces. So all the analysts the next day are kind of sitting in their office. They have a little, we're not analysts, sorry. The interns are all kind of sitting in their little intern office, right? So when they're all sitting in there, one of the, uh, one of the, like, the, the managers walks in and says, I need to speak to the spoiled kid right now. And the spoiled kid is on his phone playing like, I don't know, Fortnite or something. And like the other three or other four of them are doing work and the spoiled kid looks up and the other kids look over too because they're like, what? And like a whole team of like executives walk in and like, we just lost like our fourth biggest client because the information you gave us was faulty. Like, where did you get that information? He's like, uh, I just... And they're looking at him. They're like, we looked over the data and on closer inspection, it looks like you just randomly put numbers in there. And all the other kids are kind of looking at each other like, okay, I totally believe the spoiled kid would do something stupid enough like that. Like it's totally not out of the realm of possibility that the spoiled kid would just spam in random numbers and not actually do the work. And uh, yeah, sure enough, it, this, is, this is probably the greatest thing. The spoiled kid's dad is called down. And he walks down into the office and he just has this look of like disappointment right on his face. And what ends up happening is the spoiled kid's own dad tells him that he's let go, that he's fired. The spoiled kid's dad fires his own son because he messed up as an intern so badly that they lost their like fourth biggest client. I'm not even kidding you. And if you thought that this spoiled kid was bad, then you are not you are not ready for the next spoiled kid story. You're simply not physically prepared for the amount of spoiled in this next story. Let's hop into it. So the subscriber in this story is working at a sports broadcasting company as an intern over the summer. So I don't really know. It wasn't like ESPN or anything too big like that, but it was a pretty big, at least locally, sports broadcasting company. So they covered all things in sports or whatever, sports media, uh, you know, stuff like that. I, I'm not super well-versed in that field, 
So if I make some mistakes, like uh, with technical things, and you guys are super big sports fans, just it, keep going. <laughs> don't 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 uh, you know, don't take it too personally in the comments. I'll do my best. But anyways, right. So sure enough, right. There's there was two interns. There's a subscriber, and then there's the spoiled kid, right. So basically, the spoiled kid. It wasn't as if you know his dad was the CEO of the company like last time. However, his dad was like a really big shot, like a hot shot, like big boy lawyer type dude. And he, like, knew the guy who, like, ran the sports company and basically said, like, hey, like, uh, my, my son really wants to be an intern here. I know he's not qualified, but remember when we represented your company last time and we did a really good job? I would really appreciate it if you did a favor for me, too. Kind of like a conversation like that happened behind closed doors. And sure enough, the very not-so-qualified spoiled kid got a job with a subscriber who was fairly qualified. And you might be thinking, oh, the subscriber just, like, has a big head saying that he's qualified. Well, at the end of the day, the subscriber didn't have a dad who, like, tried basically bribed his way in. So he was at least qualified enough that he did need it to be bribed in, right? So, uh, sure enough, the spoiled kid's arrogance was put on display almost right away. Because as interns, they were given a lot of work. So, in some cases... When you're an intern, you're given nothing of importance, like literally nothing of importance. And I mean, that's fair enough. When you're an intern, you're coming in with no experience and you just want to you just want to gain some understanding of what you're doing here. But other places, interns will be given, you know, really important jobs. They're normally not jobs that require a lot of expertise because, I mean, how can you get the expertise without having the expertise? Or how can you do something that needs a lot of knowledge without accumulating that knowledge, you know? But sometimes, like, really kind of, like, jobs that anyone can do can turn out to be super, super important for, like, down the, like, the funnel, right? Like, getting data, like, getting information can be, like, you know, almost anyone could do it if they're taught briefly. But that is a super important role, you know what I mean? So sure enough, right, one of their very first assignments, because they were both given two different assignments, but they were in the same room, so they were, like, talking about it or whatever. Basically, one of their first assignments was to give information, like real quick information for an on-air broadcasting program that was going to go on literally an hour later. So they're like, hey, like this will only take you about 10 minutes, so we're giving you an hour to do it. But basically, we need you to get X, Y, and Z. It's like information on the broadcasters will use it online, like on air. And um, yeah, so it's super important, whatever, right? So they're sitting in the room, and the subscriber, he's going to have to go up first, and the spoiled kid goes up second, or at least that's the line of, like, the information that'll be sent. So the subscriber really quickly goes up, finds, like, exactly what he's trying to look for, and, uh, yeah, gets it done in five minutes, because, uh, bro's efficient, bro's got it done, and he sets, he sends it upstream basically right away. So he's sitting there, and the spoiled kid is kind of just, like, going around, browsing ESPN, going on Twitter a little bit. So since they have a lot of time and they're not really that much in a rush yet because they still have like 50 minutes till it's very much deadline, the subscriber asks the spoil kid, so, like, uh, what do you have? And the spoil kid's like, well, I'm supposed to send them stuff about golf or something, but that's really boring. I don't know if I want to do that. And this, the subscriber gives the spoil kid a look. Kind of like, okay, you find it boring, but you're not going to be the only person who watches this TV program. Obviously, they want you to have, you know, golf information send it upstream because that's what's on air. That's what you're supposed or radio or whatever, right? They're like, you know, you send that upstream because that's what people at the time, like, they need a variety of sports. There's people who are listening to that. I know that you don't find it interesting, 
but there are definitely people who are tuning in specifically to listen to that, you know? So sure enough, right, you know, the, the subscriber kind of looks at the spoiled kid like, bro, like, <laughs> think carefully with what you're doing here, right? And, uh, you know, the spoiled kid is like, you know, I might actually help them out. And the spoiled kid is super arrogant, thinking that he knows better than the people who run this place themselves. And he's like, you know what, I might actually help them out a little bit and make their stuff less boring and send them some really cool information about some football or whatever. And, uh, you know, the subscriber hears this and says, hey man, I really don't think that's a good idea. I mean, I'm sure that you have a lot of input and I'm sure you have a lot of good stuff. Subscribers being super nice here. But he's like, I'm sure you have a lot of input. I'm sure you have a lot to give. But look, this is our first assignment and they're asking for very specific stuff. Um, maybe tell them about what you want to send them about football after the fact so they can like include it tomorrow. I also just think it's too late right now because the people who will be getting the information are expecting, expecting golf information and maybe they have a football segment later. It might just mess things up. And this, you know, this boiled kid's like, yeah, maybe you're right. He's kind of just sitting there. But he didn't say, yeah, maybe you're right. And like, uh, yeah, okay, you're right. Totally, I get it. In a way that's like, oh, you changed my mind. He said it in a, yeah, I guess, kind of in a way like, whatever, man, I'm still going to do what I'm going to do. Sure enough, right, the spoiled kid does not heed the subscriber's advice because eventually, five minutes before the deadline, he sends in the information and loudly says, done. So the subscriber <laughs> knows he's done because he, the spoiled kid loudly says done. So he looks over, he's like, oh, so did you end, did you end up sending in the golf inf information? And the spoiled kid looks at him and says, nope. <laughs> and the, the subscriber looks at him with this look of, oh man, you messed up. And the subscriber for a second is like, okay, you messed up, but does that mean we messed up? Because, like, they're the only two interns. Thankfully, right, the information, like, each of them was given a separate, you know, bundle of information to send, and it was very clear that the spoiled kids was the wrong one and not the subscribers. But anyways, right, they tune into the live programming, and the first, like, like I think it was radio, right? So the first uh, sound bite that they hear was, you know, the subscriber's information that he sent in with some analysis and whatever by the TV host, or not, sorry, the radio host. And then it was the spoiled kids bit. And they start saying, okay, and now in this news for golf, and then like dead silence. And that's when like the subscriber realized that, yep, this is like basically the spoiled kids sent a bomb down the pipeline, bro. Like he just messed the whole thing up. And they're like, oh, Sorry, we're going to come back to you in just a second with the golf information. Um, we're going to go to commercial break. And it was like an unscheduled commercial break. And literally 30 seconds later, the door slams open and says, Why did we get football information? We're supposed to get information about golf. And uh, the spoiled kid was like, well, golf is super boring, so I thought I'd make your program less boring. And literally the guy goes up to him and doesn't like physically like shake him or anything, but goes up to him very intimidatingly, just stares him down and is like, that's not your call to make. So the subscriber pipes up and says, hey, like I can get you that information in like five minutes. And they said, okay, good, do that right now. So sure enough, the subscriber goes, sends in the information and the program's like definitely jumbled up because the ad breaks in the wrong time and all this kind of stuff. But eventually they get all the information they need. And the subscriber, the spoiled kid is like, bro, they should have, like while the, while the subscriber is frantically trying to get information about this golf stuff, the spoiled kid is saying, bro, they should have totally taken my advice and did the football segment instead. Like, their segment super sucks. Like, I'm listening right now. It's going to be so bad. 
And the subscriber's like, man, like, I'm sure it's better, but, like, he doesn't actually believe that. But he's like, I'm sure you're right, but you can't do this so last minute. It's gonna, like, it messes up the whole line of production. Like, this stuff is live. It's not last, it's not, like, pre-recorded, like these videos. And sure enough, I know this is, you know, the spoiled kid's like, yeah, I guess. I don't know, man. I just think they should have really listened to me. So an hour later, because they're all sitting in there kind of like awkwardly, like uh, they, they really don't have a job next. And I think that they might have had more jobs coming up, but obviously management had to figure out what was going on with the interns or specifically one of the interns. So sure enough, the door opens up an hour later and the manager comes in and is like, hey, what happened? And, you know, instead of like, you know, the, the spoiled kid staying silent, he immediately pipes up and is like, well, you guys want golf information, but... That stuff was super boring, dude. So I was just trying to help you guys out, and I sent in football information instead, and it just gets cut off mid-sentence, and the manager's like, you can't do that. You're an intern here. We got a way of doing things. We asked you for some information, and it totally messed up the thing on live. Like, our whole program got jumbled up. People had to work extra hard for no good reason other than you thinking that you know the business better than people have been doing this for 30 years. And there was kind of like a dead silence when I think the spoiled kid kind of realized that he was in the wrong. And that's when the manager says, I'm sorry to say this. I don't know. Your dad's not going to be happy, but we, we, can't, we can't keep using an intern. 